This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, February 9th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, police in Chester County are searching for two women who allegedly stole thousands of dollars worth of makeup from at least two Ulta stores in the region. According to West Whiteland Township Police, the woman stole roughly $10,000 worth of items from the Ulta store in Exton on February 3rd. Police say one of the women removed the merchandise while the other distracted the employees. It reportedly took them about 30 minutes to complete the theft. I would imagine, Kathy, makeup's one of those things that is expensive in small amounts, yeah, right? So right. getting away with a whole lot of it is kind of easy to do because yeah. it's compact. Yeah, and they said, uh, police said that they believe that thieves obviously knew what they were doing and they went for the high-priced okay. items. Uh-huh. Kathy, we saw this story last night and, and my I, I was astounded at the dollar figure and I, I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, I can't believe they stole that much money. And she's like, I'm actually not because because you of what you just said. Like, you can find that much with that much value pretty quickly. Yeah. This is us personally on the show because... Ulta has great bathrooms. Yes. Yeah. They and smell we, nice. we've used them many times. <laughs> is this the one in Plymouth meeting? Uh, we no. had a video of it. That looked like the one. Okay. No, there, it's uh, one in Exton and then one in Newtown Square. So they they supposedly hit um, two uh, two Ulta stores. Huh? Okay. And also our former intern was the reporter who uh, did the oh, story. Brianna. Yeah, Brianna. Brianna? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, so they're looking for two slutty looking thieves at this point, right? All that makeup? Uh, so, yeah. And you know, in, in the surveillance video, you can see the woman. So she puts the, the bag down uh, on the floor and then she goes to pick it up and she I mean there's a lot in there like in surveillance video it looks like the women are just shopping you can't really tell that they're even together according to police the same two women stole from an Ulta in Newtown Square Delaware County on January 19th uh, police said that it wasn't reported to them until January 21st surveillance footage captured the theft police say that the woman stole the women stole uh, $12,430 worth of makeup during the incident wow. other Ulta stores in the area have been targeted recently but police don't believe that these two women were involved. And in an unrelated incident last week, West Whiteland Township Police released a video of a suspect wanted in a grab-and-run theft at Macy's. That suspect was caught stealing about $2,000 worth of fragrances uh, and also remains at large. Anyone with information on the cases is asked to call the West Whiteland Township Police. You know, Kath, I, I don't know if uh, you have any, if you've ever talked to anybody about this, but I was talking to a Delaware County detective uh, a couple of weekends ago, and he was saying that a lot of uh, criminals are, are, are doing these things in Philadelphia, it was essentially like, you know, a slap on the wrist, if anything. Yeah, and then they come yeah. over to Delco, and they're, like, facing jail time, and they're like, Since when did this become a yeah. crime? They're like, wait, what? Huh? I gotta go to jail for this? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, I, I'm going back to the city then. <laughs> Authorities in Pennsylvania believe online scammers are posing as attractive women uh, to coax teens and men into sending explicit pictures and using the photos as blackmail to extort oh. money. The Upper Moreland Township <laughs> oh, and Lower man. Moreland Township. Oh, no. <laughs> the Upper Moreland Township and Lower Moreland Township Police Departments both issued warnings recently about a dangerous extortion scam that involves phony Instagram and Snapchat accounts. Man. The victims are contacted by a scammer who poses as an attractive woman and asks for pictures, according to police. 
When the victim sends a picture, the scammer threatens to share the picture online unless a payment is made, police said. Investigators in Lower Moreland Township described one incident where the scammer shared a teen's explicit picture with his entire contact list when he refused to pay. That's a mofo. No. Yeah. Yeah. In the police bulletin, they say we strongly encourage you to speak to your children about this scam and their internet safety. Or don't include your face in your D-pic. Yeah. Why do you need to do that? Don't do that. You know, you know the thing you do. where you draw the line. You hold up a newspaper to show the current date right yeah, right. yeah. In, Like it's a hostage picture. In at least three instances, investigators say teen boys were contacted by a phony account on Instagram, then led to Snapchat where the criminal extorted the victim. Did you, did you guys ever get the, um, it comes in the internet, uh, it's, it's, I forget who sends it, what it says at the top, but basically the gist of the email is... That we've gained access to your com- your camera yeah. Yeah. and yep. we've recorded you ha- pleasuring yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I have heard. Yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. There's a there's a Black Mirror episode about right, something right, like right. that that happens, awesome. and they're going so. to extort you for yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you'd have to you then you then you say, well, show me the video. Show me yeah. the video because yeah, I really would like to include it in my Instagram yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Police in Upper Moreland Township said the scammers are believed to be from outside of the United States. We advise the public to be aware of your friends list on all of your social media accounts, police said. A loud noise and rumbling down the shore Tuesday afternoon prompted multiple reports on social media. The report started... Uh, um, from sorry, the reports from startled South Jersey residents started pouring in at about 1.30 in the afternoon yesterday. Some thought it was a possible earthquake. Now, Fox 29 checked with the United States Geological Survey, who confirmed the loud rumble wasn't an earthquake. A check with the Pentagon found that while the U.S. Navy was conducting uh, jet fighter training flights off the East Coast test track, none of their jets reached supersonic speed. You know what it was, Preston? Mm-mm. Cloverfield. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Dropped into the ocean. ocean. And get ready. Next thing you know, it's going to rip off the head of the uh, Statue of Liberty. So here's what it was. A disturbance in the mid-level of the atmosphere passed through the Northeast Tuesday. Meanwhile, the jet stream with strong winds was passing through Delaware and southern New Jersey during the day. A jet streak, which is a stronger push of air within the jet stream, passed by South Jersey and Delaware. Did you hear something? Did you hear that? Sound like a giant fart. The combination of the two forces provided some explanation for the sound many heard Tuesday afternoon because of a temperature inversion. A temperature inversion happens when warm air is in the upper atmosphere while colder air is at the surface. Sound is trapped in the cool uh, lower level. Any kind of boom or sound that happens in the upper atmosphere and comes down to the ground will be trapped and the sound will travel farther. You spend any time on the water or down near the water, the anomalies and the weird things and and the weird way sound carries. Oh yeah, You'll, you'll, You'll be hearing what you... You swear is yeah. jets coming from the north, right, right, right? And then they come by from the south. You're like, wait a second, how'd that happen? <laughs> right, it just happens. Yeah, that sound will last longer and travel possibly several miles. Wow, that's not the sound. No. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers lost to the Phoenix Suns 114-109 last night in South Philly. Devin Booker scored 35 points and Chris Paul added 16 points and 12 assists to lead the Suns to their NBA best 44th win. Suns rallied from a 14-point deficit to win for the 14th time in 15 games, raising their record to 44-10. 
The Sixers are off until Friday when they'll host the Oklahoma City Thunder at 7 o'clock. The uh, Flyers return from the All-Star break tonight to host the Detroit Red Wings at 7 p.m. Before the break, the Flyers won two games in a row after a 13-game losing streak. Yesterday, the team named Danny Briere to the position of special assistant to the general manager. Cool. Briere will be involved in all aspects of the club's hockey operations, including scouting and player development. He joins the Flyers hockey operations staff after parts of five years with the Maine Mariners, most recently as the president and governor of the team. And at the Winter Olympics in Beijing, two Americans will take the ice in the men's 1,500-meter speed skating. Andrew Kyo, uh, who is from Warrington, Bucks County, and Ryan Pivarado are both making their first Olympic appearances this year. Kyo finished third in the men's 1,000-meter on Monday, while Pivarado was eliminated in the quarterfinals. And that's what I have for you this morning. Right, thanks, Captain. I think we're going to have uh, Danny Briere on uh, sometime this week. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So we'll uh, talk to him about that new gig Welcome to Wednesday morning. Uh, we got stuff, and uh, that does include a secret text word, and I love this. We are going to give away a pair of tickets to see uh, The Who. Whoa. Friday, May 20th at the Wells Fargo Center. You can get started on this now. Just text the word SECRET to 39333, and we'll send a special word to you later on. We'll ask you to call it with that word in the designated caller wins those tickets, and if you can't stick around, that's okay. You'll still be in the running to win because we'll grab a random texter for cool. tickets to see The Who. Come and get them. Uh, we are going to go on Fox Good Day this morning. It's a Wednesday thing we do. And Gilbert Gottfried will be on the show awesome. today. Yep, we love having Gilbert on. He's talking about his amazing Colossal podcast. And uh, he's doing uh, some video shout-outs that you can hire him for and stuff like that. So. A, he's like one of the top-tier cameo performers. Yep, yep. So we'll talk to him about that stuff and more. And I know I'm forgetting. Oh, um... National Pizza Day today. Yes. So we said we were going to start doing these nat- national observation uh, days, uh, well, like a contest. So because there's so freaking many, of they them. happen so often, yeah. and they just come and go really quickly. So why not do something with them? So we'll be playing clips that have the word pizza in them. Nice. And you'll have to identify, and then we have some prizes to give away with that. So then we'll spread that out through uh, the morning. What is this? Oh. I didn't even think about that. We got a froggy theme. Pizza day. <laughs> All right, so with that, we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We got the Oscar nominations yesterday. We touched on them later on the show, so we'll reiterate some of that, as well as a few entertainment stories and stupid question when we get back. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question this morning. Giving away a pair of tickets to Ghost and Volbeat. That is on Saturday, by the way, in Camden. And the question that I have for you this morning, who was the first Heisman Trophy winner to play in the NBA? Ah. 215-263. That's a good one. WMMR. What an insane athlete you have to be. Seriously. To pull off something (laughs) like that. Uh, the first Heisman Trophy winner to play in the NBA, 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We'll go through some birthdays. A lot of them today on Wednesday, 
February 9th. You're in good company if today's your birthday. We'll start with this one. She's been in our studio, actress Rose Leslie. Oh, yeah, awesome. Played Egret in the Game of Thrones series, and she was also in Downton Abbey. Uh, and Scottish royalty. She's uh, she's uh, got a lineage. That's Scottish right. Royalty. Yes. And she and Kit Harrington are married now. Is she not the king of Scotland? I think she's the yeah. king of Scotland. Yeah, yeah. The uh, last. Right after yeah. Edie Amin. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she is 35 today. Um, Joe Pesci's birthday ah. today. And he turns 79 years old. And uh, just saw a recent um, impression that our buddy... Um, Frank Caliendo. Uh, Frank Caliendo was doing great one. Pesci, which yeah. is awesome. And uh, yeah, he's been in a ridiculous amount of great it, things. Isn't it funny, President, the amount of times he has been cast in the imposing character role. And he's tiny. He's so small. But yeah. he pulls it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just because his, yeah. his, 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 yeah. his attitude is uh, it was <clears> scary. Uh, we also have Mia Farrow celebrating a birthday today. She is 77 years old. Is it Rosemary's Baby? Is Rosemary's that... Baby, okay. yeah. Big starring role for her. She's, her first bit of fame was on a series called Peyton Place. Okay. And she was married to Frank Sinatra and then obviously Woody Allen. I yeah. have a fond Not memory married. of Rosemary's Baby. Now, is it... It's funny. Is it a scary movie? <laughs> it's, yes, yeah. it's very scary. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here's my fond memory. Right. I was a child. I was Rosemary's like, Baby. I was like, probably like... Four years old. Yeah. My sister had a sleepover with all of her girlfriends. Ah. And they watched Rosemary's Baby. And because it was so scary, they were all cuddling on me, and I loved it. Oh, that's a good, that is a good memory. memory. Yeah. I like that. Mia Farrow is 77 today. The great Carol King. Oh. Has her birthday today. She's 80 years old, a big one. Legend. There is a stage show about her life. My I, wife saw it, loves is it. Is it in town now? I saw a commercial for something, or maybe it's maybe they're make, maybe they're going to show it on television. I've forgotten where I saw this ad for the Carol King musical recently. Uh, but so many great songs over the years. Yeah. I feel the earth move. Uh so far. I feel away. the earth move under my So Carol King is 80 today. <laughs> Tapestry is considered one of the classic albums of all time. Right. right. Yeah. She's just a hit machine. Uh, then you have author Alice Walker. Uh, she wrote The Color Purple, and she is 78 years old today. And we were just hearing about another spinoff musical from that, which is about uh, the character Suge. The combining... Yeah. Two uh, Project Expression, the color purple rain. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, it's also Julie Warner's birthday, the actress uh, who played the love interest in Tommy Boy. Oh, man. Uh, she's okay. in Doc Hollywood as well. Uh, she's 57. Oh, she's the prettiest little thing from Sandusky, Ohio. That's yeah. Her. yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah. Um, I, okay, so the, I guess those are the only two movies I know her from. She was in... I really liked her. She was cute. Was it the... No, she wasn't in the Second Wives Club or First Wives Club. Um, yeah, she's done a few things. Uh, she was on Nip Tuck, but those are the, definitely her most high-profile right. uh, roles. Uh, you also have Jim J. Bullock. Jim J. Bullock. Who played Monroe on Too Close for Comfort. <laughs> that happened to be a very solid comedic pairing, those yeah. two. Yeah. I found them funny together. Yep. Uh, of course, he was Lord Valium in Spaceballs, <laughs> right. if you remember. Did Too Close for Comfort ever, was it ever in primetime? Because I only remember it as like a Saturday evening type of show. Uh, it, it was a syndicated show. Yeah. So it was, um, yeah, in but, case that's a good question. Yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't think so. It was I think weird. It always existed in like, a syndicated schedule. It was a syndicated, like, weird, like, uh, Saturday evening-ish uh, 
that's where Too Close for Comfort. Uh, uh, it's a Living. Do you remember that one? I do, yeah. yeah. With, yeah. Okay. He is uh, 67 today. Uh, our buddy Charlie Day has oh. a birthday today. Charlie turns uh, 46 years he's old. He's great. He's he's awesome. He's a very nice guy. He's a little bit on the quiet side when you're when you're just kind of hanging out with him. Which is <laughs> antithetical to yeah. the character yeah. he plays totally. on It's Always Sunny. But you, you're right. Yeah, he's... So opposite. I'm yeah, surprised. Yeah. I'm like, oh. But he can also turn it on, too, because when we were at the Cora golf outing, uh, Casey and I played a round of golf, just the three of us, all day. It was yeah. amazing that we hung out with yeah. him and played golf that day. And then afterwards, we had a um, uh, a raffle and things that we were doing, and it was I was uh, hosting it with Caitlin, and Charlie got up at one point and grabbed the mic, and you just saw him yeah, yeah. turn it on. <laughs> like, he turned on that charm, and people were just dying laughing. He was awesome, and he's just the nicest guy, and he's uh, 46 years old. In fact, Casey and I were, we were on the back nine of this golf course. Yeah. We're on the tee box, and some guy came out of the woods. Yes. <laughs> He had been uh, waiting for Charlie. Are you to come kidding? Out. Oh, serious? Wow. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, and he had he had a shirt that he had handwritten something on, and I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember it was. that. He didn't. He wasn't a scary stalker. Right. He was just a fan. But the dude walked. <laughs> Did <laughs> this what? guy by any chance have three testicles? I didn't uh, ask right. him, but you know what? <laughs> I would have recognized that guy. I think right. so. <laughs> He's got a new movie this week, by the way. Uh, Charlie Day does. It's called "I Want You Back." It's on uh, Prime Video, and it's uh, out. It comes out on Friday. It's a rom com, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Charlie's 46 today, like I said. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, who is deeply entrenched in the Marvel Universe as Loki, uh, turns 41 years old today. You gotta love him. I would love to have him as an interview someday. Oh, absolutely. He seems like... He's really good. He also seems like just a great dude. He does great fun guy. Celebrity impressions as well. He Uh, did a show called The Night Manager. Yeah. uh, And it was actually really good. Impress, if you want to try and find that on the streaming platform. Also from the Marvel Universe, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Huh. Uh, Killmonger uh, turns 35 years old today. I've I've been pushing for that notion that Killmonger's brought back to life and serves as the next Black Panther, but man, they don't listen to me a lot. Uh, He's great uh, in Creed as well, the two Creed movies, and uh, he's uh, overall just a fantastic actor. A couple of local uh, notables. It's John Crook's birthday today. The Crooker turns (laughs) 61 years old. There's a fun... No, Nick said to me, he goes, uh, there's uh, two birthdays, uh, localish athletes, uh, and he said, I think you have both of their numbers in your phone. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, Kruk actually reached out to me years ago on Twitter, and um, when uh, I had started Fresh Smiles Foundation, and he was like, I love this, and I want to get involved, and I ended up having uh, dinner with him and the other uh, girl from Fresh Smiles, and uh, he helped a little bit. We wanted him to get a little bit more involved, but Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of just fizzled, but he he was great. A charity would, you'd get your ass licked if you... Oh my God! There's a fun game to play while watching Phillies games at home. Uh, at home, and it's uh, how long, how many innings does it take for Cruck and or McCarthy to mention food? And it takes usually three or four because they always mention some type of food, especially if they're in a away game. Yeah. That they will talk about the fries that they sampled in San Diego, for <laughs> okay. example. So All just right. uh, just see next we time can you commiserate, watch the game. right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the Crucker is 61 today, and then last birthday, Jameer Nelson. Uh, he is 40 years old. Does he, does he hail from Delco? Yeah, he's from Chester. Okay. Uh, of course, from the, the, the Hawks, he had, uh, you know, that was so exciting uh, when those when they were on top with uh, Jameer Nelson and... Deontay, uh, yes. Delonte West. Delonte West, yes. Uh, he turns 40 today, and uh, he's working in Delaware now, Yeah, he's right? got a job in the G League uh, for the Delaware Bluecoats, right? And so he's a general manager. So there's cool. rumors that at some point he'll... But, 
No, cool. Oh, oh. Uh, I thought uh, Casey said something. And at some I point, um, he, he will. Uh, he might be the coach at uh, St. Joe's. Is on right. the oh. That'd be really cool. Matt yeah. says he's at all the Sixers games. He's always there. Yeah. Nice. 40 years old today. Happy birthday to Jameer. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. It does have to do with basketball. Who was the first Heisman Trophy winner to play in the NBA? Uh, 215-263-WMMR, the number, and we are going to go to Joe. We'll see if we can get the answer. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, it. Uh, good morning, it. Joe, who was the first uh, Heisman Trophy winner that played in the NBA? That would be Charlie Ward. And you are correct. <laughs> yep. Hang on a second, Joe. We're going to take care of you, my man. You just won yourself tickets to see Ghost and Volbeat this weekend, presented by MMR Saturday. At the Waterfront Music Pavilion, that's formerly the BB&T Pavilion, and tickets are now on sale via Ticketmaster and MMR VIPs. Make sure you click contest WMMR.com because we are giving away a ghost autographed guitar and a drum head plus a four-pack of tickets, and you'll have your chance to win that. So go find a little package. Absolutely. And thank you, Craig Legans, for that <clears throat> question. Excellent question. All right, so the uh, Academy Awards were announced yesterday. The nominations were. We went through them. Uh, later in uh, the program yesterday, but uh, we'll mention these uh, quickly just so you're up to speed on them. Uh, for Best Picture, uh, the film's nominated, and there's, what, nine of them, or is it ten of them? Ten. Uh, ten. So uh, Belfast is up for an award. Coda is up for an award. Uh, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, the Power of the Dog, uh, and West Side Story. So that's, I think, a pretty good list of nominees. Yeah. It's pretty eclectic. Yeah. I actually have some skin in the game now. Yeah. Uh, which makes it a little bit more interesting. Yep, I'm with you. And I, the fact that they even threw Dune up there, I think, is pretty cool. I love the fact that Dune got a nod, uh, most definitely. So, uh, And Power of the Dog, mm-hmm. I think, had the most nominated uh, nominations involved with that film, which I was kind of surprised, that- but... Big red dog will capture your heart. It's you yeah, know, so, I, um, so, so powerful. No, that's a different. Movie. Oh, is that? Oh my god, Clifford. I feel so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I gave up on the movie. Not because I mean, just because I was getting tired and it was time for me to go Betty Bye. But uh, your it, other it, dogs it, were getting jealous. The other dogs were not getting jealous, but I couldn't. It, it didn't grab me enough to, to go back. Well, these guys you are saying I mean? re- revisit it now yeah. that you know what you're getting into. Right, revisit it. All right, yeah, yeah it's it's interesting. How far in did, did you make? They got married. Uh, okay, yeah, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, and, and, and that um, was weird. I was like, I guess that that was of a time. It, it, that's you know? the movie is definitely of a time, and it and it seems to be uh, a little bit more of a, a realistic approach of kind that, of the way things were than sensationalized about that. Jane Campion is the director, right? That's sort of her style. She did the Piani. She did the Piani. Yeah, then that makes sense. Yeah, yep. that same sort of pacing. Yep. So it's right in there. Uh, best director: Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, mm-hmm. uh, Rus- uh, Ryuski Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Steven Spielberg has been nominated for Best Director in every decade since he started making films. And I've got a little tidbit about Denzel Washington coming up similar to uh-huh. that. Jessica Chastain uh, for Best Actress, along uh, and that was for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, followed by Olivia Coleman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and... Kristen Stewart in her for the the role of uh, Diana Spencer. I want to see that. Everyone yeah. says she's really good. Best actor Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch for the Power of the Dog. Uh, Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington: The Tragedy of Macbeth. And I'll go ahead and mention this now. Yeah, with that nomination, 
Uh, that's his 10th Academy Award nomination for Denzel Washington. And wow. he is the most nominated black actor in Oscar history. Breaks his own record. Before Tuesday's nominations were announced, he was the most nominated black actor in history, receiving his ninth nod for 2018's Roman J. Israel Esquire. Who's the most nominated actor? I don't know. I imagine he has to be right on their heels. Well, right, yep. Yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep, I think. Um, best male actor. Oh. Uh, but even this, with this accomplishment, Washington hasn't actually won the award in 20 years. He only has two Oscar statues to show for his work. His first for Glory at the 1990 Awards and the second for Training Day in 2002. He's so freaking good. He, he yes. could have easily won for Flight. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, oh yes. I mean, fantastic. what a performance. You know, I watched the other day is a book of Eli. I don't Another know. guy. I love that movie. Yeah. Movie. I didn't see it. Oh, it, so it's on Netflix now. It, okay. And that's why it just popped up into my queue. I was like, okay, you know, this is what I'm going to watch for the next couple of hours. And I was so glad that I made that choice. Mila Kunis is in it. Yeah, I'm Gary Oldman. Good. He, yeah. You know, it, yeah. So he's been nominated for the Academy Award in every decade since the 1980s. Uh, he was first. Uh, his first supporting actor nod was in 1988 for Cry Freedom. So he's got he's got <laughs> a long, know, long run. And I know you feel this way too. A towering performance, achievement, and and a great movie is Malcolm X. Oh my God! I, I watched the whole thing it, over the weekend. It's just outstanding. I, I mean, and, and and the fact that I'm so acutely aware of the actual footage that they're recreating. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable how good that performance yeah, is. Yeah, that, that movie's amazing. Also, for uh, Best Supporting Actress, uh, let's go to that category. Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, uh, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and uh, Anyuan uh, Ellis for King Richard, or uh, Anjanu. Is that how you say it? I'm, let's go with that. I'm terrible with, uh, with names. Best Supporting Actor, uh, Siren Hines for Belfast, who oh. I think is today's birthday. It is, birthday yeah. Today, Siren right? Hines is a great actor. He was on a show called Rome, and uh, also Preston, in the last Harry Potter movie, he plays Dumbledore's brother. So I, I'm sure you do recognize him in a few things. <laughs> yeah, Biff, Dumbledore? Biff Dumbledore? Yeah, Biff Dumbledore. Oh, wow. Zero power. The Bifter's in town. <laughs> he is a useless wizard. Now, Biff! <laughs> um, you also have uh, Troy Kotsor for Coda. He is the first deaf male to be nominated for an Oscar. He plays the father in Coda. He's fantastic. Marley Maitland was a deaf actress who won for Children of a Lesser God, right? That's correct. Right. Yep. Uh, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog. And she, well, and she plays his wife in that movie. Yeah. There you go. I have uh, to see Maitland. it. You guys have been raving about it's, it. I do want to see it. Yeah. So good. Uh, and J- you have to see Belfast. Uh, oh. J.K. Simmons for being the uh, being the Ricardos and Cody Smith McPhee for the Power of the Dog. You know who's in uh, Coda, and so uh, there's kind of like a male lead, uh, the high school counterpart to the the female lead. He was in he was the main guy from Sing Street. God, this is, you're <laughs> what right. a crazy yeah. world! You're right, a I crazy about Well, yeah. I know you like Sing Street. I do. No, I love. I, yeah, I love that whole group. And the uh, uh, the guy who plays the the choir director, yeah, he should be nominated for an Oscar too. He was amazing. You know what? Kathy should be nominated for an Oscar. Why oh, not? Thank you. <laughs> All right. So her, best... her Chloe Kardashian eating popcorn <laughs> performance is amazing. spot on. It best original <laughs> score goes to uh, Nick. Or the nominees are Nicholas Bertel for Don't Look Up, Hans Zimmer for Dune, uh, Jermaine Franco for Encanto. Uh, Alberto Iglesias for Parallel Mothers and Johnny Greenwood for The Power of the Dog. Unfortunately, our buddy Michael Giacchino wasn't in the nominations this year. Best Animated Feature, Encanto, uh, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. And Best Original Song, I was telling you guys off air, Marissa, if you wouldn't mind looking for this song. The one um, that makes you cry? I told you there's a song in Encanto. It's in Spanish. It is called Dos Orgutas. 
And uh, it, an oraguta is apparently a caterpillar of type. Huh. And I'm telling you, I don't know what is being said in the song, but the <laughs> melody is so emotional. Oh, uh, to really? me, it's like I get choked up. And uh, yeah, it was uh, music and lyrics by Lin Manuel Miranda. The guy's a genius. Man. Is it like when it's Jane incredible. Lynch sings in? Uh, <laughs> it's like that. Is it? Forty year old Maybe version? Marissa can can find that because I, I want you guys to hear it. It's it's just beautiful. Uh, also in that category for best original song, "Be Alive," which is from King. Richard. Be alive! Uh, Down to Joy from Belfast. No Time to Die and No Time to Die. And uh, that's uh, Billie Eilish, by the way, and Phineas, her brother. And Somehow You Know from the film Four Good Days. This is that song from Encanto Press that you're talking about. Football. That's all I know. <laughs> it's all like gibberish. It's complete gibberish. Yeah, it's a 40-year-old version. All right. So, anywho, uh, the nominations are out, and the awards will be... When the hell are they doing this? Uh, it's the end of March. March 27th, I think. Yes, March 27th, and that will be on ABC, the 94th Annual Academy uh, Awards. I, I will, there is a percentage more uh, as rats yeah. giving, yeah, on this one, because I do... Um, I'm interested. Yes. And yeah. you know what? I'll try to watch between now and then. I've, uh, I, I got my copies in the mail. From, there you go. Uh, so Licorice Pizza, I definitely want to watch that one. Also, uh, Adam McKay did get nominated for Best Original Screenplay for oh, uh, The oh. Look Up, so uh, okay. he'll, he'll be there for uh, Best Picture and for Best Original you know Screenplay. What? Let's we do something classy and send him a gift. All right. Yeah. How about right? that, that uh, Tom Cruise cake? Hey, uh, <laughs> we have the Tom Cruise cake? Do or, or we, yes! How everyone does that. Or we can deliver the, uh, a pizza bowl. Yeah. The, the uh, penis dragon from Jackass. Oh, that they he would, that dude, too. he would love the penis yeah. dragon. All right. <laughs> All right, I got some other stories to get into, so let's do that now. Keep an eye and see when that song comes over. I'm please, watching. Please. All right, so on Monday, Alec Baldwin posts a video diary to Instagram from the UK set of 97 Minutes, a low-budget thriller, and he is apparently returning to acting. He said, it's strange to go back to work. Uh, I haven't worked since October 21st of last year after the, when this horrible thing happened on the set of the film and we had the accidental death of our cinematographer, Helena Hutchins. Uh, I even still find that hard to say, but I went back to work today for the first time in three and a half months. He seemed kind of uh, upbeat. Uh, he then grumbled a little bit about low-budget films. He said, when you have a very limited budget, you're filling positions with people who are who are good but they are probably earlier in their career and young. Everybody's young, he said. But I went back to work today. It was interesting, and I miss my kids. I miss them all. Is that the movie that uh, Rust? I guess it was. Yeah. Are they going to finish that, or is um, it? My guess is no. It's I'm going to guess It'd no be a too. tough one to do. I yeah. mean, they especially since there's all sorts of. I mean, anyone who is on that set is currently suing either Alec Baldwin or mm-hmm. I, I mean, the the caterer apparently says. <clears throat> she struggles with, uh, you know, post-traumatic stress because of the incident. So, right. I, you know, there's going to be litigation. So compare it to like when John Landis had that situation with the Twilight Zone movie and uh, Vic Morrow was, was decapica- decapitated and the kids were as well by a crashing helicopter. That went on forever. Mm-hmm. Here you have this thing. It's going to be exactly like that, if not more. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, here's a, a clip of the song if you want to hear it from... Uh... <laughs> Enamoradas pasan sus noches y madrugadas llenas de hambre siguen andando y navegando un mundo que cambia y sigue cambiando. 
There's a part where I, I, my daughter's watching it's on in the background. Of you start crying. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish, but loosely translated, is it? It's a cat flushing a toilet? No, oh, it's not that. And don't play it. Hang on. I can't. It's got to get to the part. This is pretty. What are they showing when it's happening? Oh. I don't remember. So, uh, it's two little caterpillars in love, spend their nights and early mornings together full of hunger. They keep walking and navigating a world that changes and keeps changing. This is a... a Oh, a loose translation? Okay. But there's a... I love it. I love it. Do you think that might become a hit? No. Because there's another song from Encanto that is a hit, right? Yeah, we don't talk about Bruno's. Number one in the country. How about that? Huge. And Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote that as well. Guy's pretty good. Amazing. All right, I got some other things. How about this? Speaking of crying, actor Will Arnett is opening up about his divorce with uh, Parks and Recreation star Amy Poehler. (laughs) They got married in 2003, and they split in 2012 after nine years of marriage. He was filming the fourth season of Arrested Development at the time of their breakup. And in a recent interview with The Guardian, uh, he said that uh, returning to the set of the sitcom was excruciating at the time because of the divorce. He said, just brutal, brutal, brutal. I was driving to the set one day. I pulled over to the side of the road, and I cried for an hour. Uh He said he added that... um, uh, Arrested Development creator Mitch Hurwitz helped him turn his pain into something hilarious and cathartic for the show. Mm. Uh, now Arnett seems to be doing better. He said it's almost 10 years, and uh, my kids are so lucky that Amy is their mother, and I'm so lucky that we're such a huge part of each other's lives, even more so than uh, we were five years ago. Mm. When was the last time you had a real, like a cry? Oh. Like a... Like a... Like a um, and a, 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 like, a, I need to stop this. Physically exhausting. Yeah. I'm, I'm disrupting this funeral. I'm blubbering. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, I don't cry that way. I I, I tear up, and I, and then I my evacuate my bowels. Uh, which strong are, men also cry. Steve. Yeah. Does that I've, surprise you? I've gotten I've gotten choked up and and definitely blubbered a little bit. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll do that. But but one of those full on. Yeah. Really crying like when you were a kid, right. and it, it overtook you. I I don't know. I, it hasn't I happened a long time, you. but but I but I am something catches me the right way, and I will uh, I will well up absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, anybody uh, see Murderville with Will Arnett? It's yeah. a, his new show on Netflix. You saw How it? is it? I really liked it. So the premise, Preston, is that uh, there it's a it's a murder drama, uh, and Will Arnett is a, a police detective, and then he brings in these guest stars who don't have a script. And so it's like Conan O'Brien and Marshawn Lynch and Ken Jeong, and they improv comedy. And, and they have to uh, work to solve the case. And they have to work to, to solve a actual sort of mystery. But mm. it's, it's really funny, and it's uh, it, it totally rips off, uh, you know, CSIs of the world. Okay. Interesting. I only got to see the first two up to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch is hilarious, and I never expected that guy to be as funny as he is. Nice. All right, uh, fans were sad to hear that a Ghostbusters star, Leslie Jones, might not continue live recapping the Olympics in years to come. On Monday, Jones posted an Instagram saying that uh, this year might be the last that she comments on the sporting events since her videos were being blocked by NBC. She said, Lindsay Jones, 
does not stay anywhere. I'm not welcome. Uh, she said, they block my videos, and they get folks who think they can do it like me, and I'm tired of fighting them. I love the athletes, and they love me doing it, and I know y'all love it, uh, but now it's just gotten too hard, and no one is fighting uh, for or with me. So, so I guess I'll leave the professionals, I'll leave it to the prof- professionals, but uh, thank you for all the love. And then NBC commented. Okay, what'd they say? And they said, this uh, was a result of third-party error, uh-huh. and the situation has been resolved. She is free to do her social media posts. As she has done in the past, uh, she's a super fan of the Olympics, and we are super fans of her. There might be more people watching her comment on the Olympics yeah. than watching the Olympics. Yeah. By the way, yeah. speaking of that, we played uh, the clips yesterday yeah. of uh, the commentator that may or may not have sounded like Casey from the ski jumping, mm-hmm. and that was all of that was uh, they took our videos down from uh, YouTube. Oh wow! Uh, because that was from broadcast, <laughs> and it was rebroadcast on us. And no so, kidding. We can't play that quickly, huh? Okay. And it, it'll come down. Yeah, and it was like Bastards. immediately. Yeah, so. God forbid anybody promotes what's going on over there. And Sometimes they cut off the proverbial nose to spite the face. And yeah. that is, uh, listen, they need all the help they can get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's it. I'm not going to watch ski jumping. That's it. Oh. Hey, uh, this is messed up. Former American Idol contestant Caleb Kennedy been charged with felony DUI after he allegedly drove his car into a building in Spartanburg County, South Carolina, killing one person. Oh, man. Uh, Kennedy, 17 years old, was arrested after he allegedly ran off the road driving a Ford pickup truck and careened into a private driveway. It was then uh, that he drove into the workshop of a nearby building, striking and killing a man who was working inside. Uh, The deceased victim was identified as 54-year-old Larry Dwayne Paris. Uh, it's unknown if any other vehicles were involved in the accident, and it's also not been announced whether Kennedy was under the influence of alcohol or a different substance. He was officially charged with a DUI, resulting in death, As a, and as a 17-year-old, he is eligible uh, to be tried as an adult in the state of South Carolina. That's pretty horrifying. I, Spartanburg yeah. actually holds uh, a significant memory for me because I was in a Spartanburg Ramada when I decided, I'm doing stand-up, I've been doing stand-up for a while. And I decided at that point I was watching uh, Kung Fu in Spanish. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is going well enough, but I think it's time to shift. And I started actively looking for radio and okay. and, and, and that sort of stuff. And uh, I remember clearly I can see the hotel room, the motel. <laughs> well, if you ever feel reminiscent of those days, you can go, go back, back and visit this guy in jail. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kennedy, who's a resident of Roebuck, South Carolina, was uh, previously a contestant on American Idol. He made it to the top five in uh, 2021, so last year. Uh, Page Six exclusively revealed yesterday that Kanye West and uncut gem star Julia Fox are in an open relationship. I'm so sick of these two. Uh, The pair have been dating since New Year's Eve, and sources close to them say that they are dating other people as well. Uh, their bond is, according to an insider, an their, insider. Their bond transcends typical norms because they're hmm. evolved beings who just want each other to be happy. There's no jealousy. They're just bad vibes. Yeah. Steve, I, you but know, it's I'm, open. It's yeah. open. So it's they, open. They can go to other people. I, I listen to a little bit more of his music now because my son listens to like rap, and and I give right. him control of the car, and so I, you know, I listen to some of his stuff. And then my wife sent me a video of him and Kim Kardashian. I guess they were in like some sort of an interview show last week, and it's a really funny. 
clip of him because she's being a little bit ridiculous. And so she's talking with that vocal fry about how she's never, like, swam in her pool. Right, right, You know, I've never, you know, we have a pool, and I never swam. And she's like, and we don't even have a jacuzzi. And then the camera cuts to him, and he looks straight at the camera and goes, can you believe we don't have a jacuzzi? (laughs) Yeah, and it's hilarious. Was he mocking her? He was totally mocking her. Oh, okay. okay. He's busting on her a (laughs) little bit. I love it. Uh, Another source told the outlet that uh, West is also currently seeing Instagram model and Kim Kardashian look alike Cheney Jones, uh, who he was out with on Monday night along with Travis Scott and Kendall Jenner. It's got to be a great thing to be known as a Kim Kardashian lookalike. Fox is reportedly (laughs) talking to a man on the East Coast as well. I know a man on the East Coast. Yeah, so Ah. she's... uh, she's, Hello, man on the East Coast. I don't know. (laughs) Man, this girl does look like Kim Kardashian. Yep, she's got the same body type for sure. Uh, we're looking at pictures of her, and uh, yeah, yeah, similar in structure, no question. If you're dating and you're in an open relationship with someone you're dating, are you then just not in a relationship and just dating? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, every, it's a relationship. Okay. I mean, you and I have a relationship, and we see other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's however you want to. Yeah, however you want to. Whatever floats it. your boat. Yeah. A source told People Magazine that Wendy Williams will remain absent from the Wendy Williams show for the rest of this season. Uh, the source said Wendy won't be returning to the show for the rest of the season. Her, her uh, healing is going slower than everyone had hoped. All that bad news and conjecture we were hearing, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. They said she continues to deal with a number of medical issues, including Graves' disease, and she and her team are taking it one day at a time. The source said, but reports of a stroke, drugs or addiction issues or dementia diagnosis are all false. Whether Wendy can return in the fall will depend on how her healing goes over the summer. Her health is the most important thing. You know how they've been trying in that slot for a couple of times? Leah Remini. Ah. Well, they're talking. Uh, Sherry Shepard is in talks to be a permanent guest host for now. So uh, she's one of the the leaders in that. You can't be a permanent guest host. Well, yeah. for the time being. So essentially, they won't go to someone else. Right. She will be the only guest host. That I was think is what that means. That's what Carson uh, Carson and Leno at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, comedian Heather McDonald shared footage of the fall she took over the weekend in Tempe, Arizona, which left her with a fractured skull. Oh, jeez. Uh, in a hard-to-watch video, McDonald can be seen finishing a joke and then collapsing to the floor. Uh, TMZ reports that she is still unsure why she fainted, uh, though she didn't eat before the set and only drank some water and half of Red Bull. Uh, but her CAT scan and other tests came back as normal. Did, so, you, did you see the video? I did not. You can, and the audio is, I don't know, Marissa, if you can grab it, but uh, there is, um, you can hear her head hit the floor. Uh-huh. And, Audible bang. Yeah, and she starts She starts to say, uh, 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 a little bit disoriented, and then within a second, she's falling backwards on the floor. Wow. Yeah, that's messed up. Ah, man, I don't like that. Uh, so, but, you know, she's okay now. Uh, she's, um, uh, doesn't have any permanent damage or, or anything like that. I, when I collapsed on the show, I had uh, done um, a few lines right before well, we went stop on. stop it. Mm. That shouldn't do that. That yeah, should actually uh, do know. the opposite of that. It should get just, you up and going. I have no tolerance. Speaking of ailing, uh, Jenna Jameson posted to her Instagram story on Monday, updating fans on the status of her health. She said, hey, you guys, so I am still in the hospital, but I'm doing okay, and I'll be out soon. Uh, she was blowing kisses to the camera. Uh, Jameson has been in the hospital for more than a month, and she lost the ability to walk. Yeah. Uh, she was previously misdiagnosed with uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. 
Uh, and she said, I just wanted you to let you know that I see all your DMs and I appreciate it so much. Uh, we're just working towards getting better. They th- think she might have Robert Guillaume syndrome, which is oh, very oh, different. Yeah. 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 All right. And then one last story. Uh, <laughs> CBS has order, issued a pilot order for a reboot of the 1990s dramedy Early Edition. Uh, the original series ran for four seasons on CBS from 96 to 2000. Kyle Chandler played Gary Hobbs, who strangely received the next day's newspaper and thus attempted to prevent terrible things from happening. I vaguely remember that. Uh, the reboot, reboot will feature a female lead as the logline highlights a show about, quote, an ambitious but uncompromising journalist who starts receiving tomorrow's newspaper today and then finds herself in the complicated business of changing the news instead of reporting There it. was another show like that. I think it was, we we, uh, we jokingly called it Not Groundhog Day. Mm. Um, do you remember that that one? It was very short-lived. Mm-hmm. They were they tried this a couple times. I don't uh, remember. The, I, yeah. To be honest, I don't remember this show. No, I, I remember that, that early edition, that synopsis, yeah. but um, I don't remember watching it, so who knows. Yeah. All right, uh, we're ready for clips. Let's play them. Ed Helms and Randall Park team up to hear the real-life stories of average people in True Story with Ed and Randall. In this clip, the pair discuss the concept of the show and what makes it unique. So True Story is Randall and I sitting down with real people, everyday average folks. We hear incredible stories, true stories from their lives. Mm -hmm. And we've never heard the stories before, Mm -hmm. which is part of the fun. And we interview them. We uh, And then we... uh reach out to our celebrity friends and uh, uh, have them play these characters in these stories and we basically create these reenactments. I don't Mm. give a f***. Sounds kind of like drunk history. Yeah, it does. Uh, Yeah, but with just regular people. Yeah. Yeah. I like it that. Okay. Uh, True Story with Ed and Randall uh, is streaming on Peacock now if you want to check that out. Next clip. Here we go. Billing itself as a millennial whodunit, the after party takes the classic murder mystery and gives it a modern twist. And here, Sam Richardson talks about getting in shape for his role. I had to like try and at least get a little physically fit because I knew there was like going to be like a lot of physical stuff in this. And I'd been just sitting in my house for the pandemic and not doing anything. I had to sort of just like sort of prep that, for, even for the idea of like going out, out of the house with purpose. Shut the f*** up! <laughs> I actually like that guy a lot. He's very funny, very talented. New episodes of The After Party drop every Friday on Apple TV+. And there you go, your entertainment. Too much TV to watch, Preston. I know, it's a lot, man. (laughs) A lot going on. All right, uh, we are going to take ourselves a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll have your first uh, pizza question Uh or pizza clip to play for you. Today's National Pizza Day. Thank you for showing up. We'll, uh, we'll get to that in a moment as well as uh, Fox Good Day, Gilbert Gottfried's on the show, and Secret Text Word, your chance to win tickets to see The Who, so text word SECRET to 39333. Don't miss the opportunity. We'll be back in a moment. It's freezing outside, so bring MMR inside. Say, Alexa, open MMR. Don't tell me what to do. Please, Alexa. Okay, since you asked nicely. Now playing WMMR live stream. You guys want to hear what's up in the city of brotherly love this morning? Oh, yeah. Mm, 
Let's get on the streets. Time for the city beat. Mm. With the meat behind the beat. That's right. And the super sexy feet. (laughs) 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 Thank you. I love now that I get uh, little poems from you. I have to to put them together quickly, but yes. uh, yes, uh, You you cannot not. This is a celebration of the city in which we live. Yeah, we don't need Shakespeare. We just need a little rhyme scheme. Something that will get me through seven seconds. I'm good to go. Oh, damn it. I forgot this. What? Oh, man. Come on. We'll do it at the end and then the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Is it Christmas? Gonna, well, no, I was going to do the Pizza Day clip. Oh. Uh, oh, just do it. Because, I, yeah, let's just do it. Do okay, it. Okay, let's do it. Because do it. What, I, what I would like to do is, is get to it before Kathy does her traffic, and then by the time she gets done with traffic, then we can get the answer. Oh, yeah. Formatically, <laughs> it just works out all right. But today's National Pizza Day. So name this pizza clip. What movie is this from? Congratulations, San Francisco. You've ruined pizza. First the Hawaiians, and now you. And we are going to give away uh, a case of beer. Stella Artois with a correct answer. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know what movie that is. One of my all-time favorite animated films. Let's see if you know that. Now it's back to the City Beat. Yeah, so this we is... joined City Beat already in progress. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty damn cool. The Rittenhouse Hotel was ranked as the best hotel in Pennsylvania. Uh, and number 111 in the country by U.S. News. Well, there are a lot of damn hotels in the country. That's yeah. still pretty good. And World Report. But uh, in Pennsylvania, the finest hotel wow. is the Rittenhouse Hotel. And this is from U.S. News and World Report. Have you ever stayed there? Uh, they, yes, I have. Rochelle and I stayed there for our anniversary. This was when our kids were just, like, maybe maybe it was just Parker at the time. But we, our kids were either babies or we just had one at that point. And uh, so, yeah, we stayed at the, at the Rittenhouse, and our we got a we got a suite. Yeah, so it had its own dining room and everything. Really splurged. Oh wow! And we ended up. The plan was to go out to dinner, and we're like, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. We're staying in this room. We ordered. We ended up ordering room service, and uh, it was so nice. It was beautiful. But this is the only time I've ever been to the Rittenhouse. Uh, and we loved it. We yeah. got an. We received an award there one time. Wasn't that an award thing that we attended there as well? Were we the recipients? No. Am I having a hallucination? Not at the. Are Rittenhouse. you Preston? Yeah. Who's this woman to the right of me? Not at the Written House that I remember, Steve. Uh, I was there not that long ago. I did the, an interview. So they've had a few junkets there over the years. I did the Many Saints of Newark, the Sopranos um, prequel. I, it was. I was at House of the. Inter- uh, I'm sorry, the Written House, and it's a. It's a gorgeous hotel. It's also one of those places mm. in Philly. Where you walk in and uh, you never feel uncomfortable. No, you know what we did? We were in an event there, and I think it was a Beasley event where we got up on stage and we uh, presented something. That's it. That was, yes. and that wasn't yeah. that long ago. No, that was like that? maybe two years ago. Two years or something ago, yeah. Like that. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. And and, then, and Colby, uh, the the singer, Colby Smolders. No, <laughs> Calais. Calais was uh, was performed. Yes, uh, Colby Springsteen. Yeah, you saw Colby Calais. <laughs> What's that? You saw Colby? I, no, Calais? I left. It was Colby? it was on a weeknight. And I wasn't sticking around for the entertainment. Yeah. So, is it Kobe uh, or Colby? Colby. Is it Colby? Did I, I say Kobe? I think it's Kobe. Colby. Oh, I thought it was Colby. I, I don't know. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, Kathy and I met Bruce Willis at the Ritten House, and oh. that was fun. And um, but I've never stayed there, and I love the idea of going to a really nice hotel and not leaving. Yeah. So it was. Uh, that was when we, Colby. you know, we needed help. People. <laughs> yeah, Colby. It is C O L B I E. Anyway. She, uh, no, no, she was I can imagine like the, 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 the listener goes. trying to grasp onto one strand of I know. <laughs> what, what, what are we talking about? I'm 
just surprised that the Four Seasons is not the uh, the honoree. Of you know this what? Award. I think because it's still relatively new. The, the Four Seasons, the old Four Seasons, was okay. really established, and the new one is gorgeous, and and I love it. But it's not. Uh, as established as the yeah, well, it's, 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 it's on this be, list. The city beatnik has all the information. But yeah. can I take a guess for, before you say that? Because I think the Four Seasons is um, across the country, and this one is a little more quaint, and it's and it's unique to Philadelphia. It doesn't indicate that. Uh, they So they use, in the report, they use a combination of, of uh, user input and expert opinion to decide on the ranking. So I, I don't know. They're not just random people. I don't know if they're, if they're choosing... Uh, because of its local and it really flavor. hey you stupid. Yeah. What do you think is the best hotel in the area? I mean, honestly, it should have like whether or not it is a, a part of a chain or or what. Like none of that should matter. It I don't should, think it does. It yeah, but I just think that be... my point is is that the that nature of it is what makes this hotel better. Have you ever been there, Case? Who Rittenhouse? Yeah, I have. I went to a wedding there. Um, so I it's been a long time since I've been there, but probably fifteen years. I left a suit jacket there. <laughs> you left a suit jacket <laughs> there. Yeah. still there. Do you remember the room? No, I don't. It's still remember. here. It's on I'm the chair. I'm so mad. I got so drunk and <laughs> I left the jacket there. And like I only had one suit. I'm like, God damn it! Now I got to go get a whole other suit. <laughs> All right. So Four Seasons, Kathy, also earned high marks, coming in at number four in the state and number 154 nationally. That the new Four Seasons. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's unbelievable. Preston, you weren't able to go that day. We went uh, and took the tour. Yeah, it's just unbelievable. So Pennsylvania ranked at uh, number 65 uh, nationally. Wait a second. Um, the Hotel Hershey, I'm sorry, was named the best resort mm. in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stay there. 65 nationally, U.S. News and World Report uh, has stated. Other Philadelphia-based hotels that ranked high in Pennsylvania included, uh, it says, a.k.a. University City. I don't know that one. Oh, that's, that's a chain, a.k.a. All right, that's number nine on the list. Uh, the Logan, I've stayed there. Yeah, that's a great the old hotel. Seasons, right? right, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's number 11 on the list. Uh, the Sofitel Philadelphia. Hmm. Uh, we've been, I've been to an event there before. Yeah. John, yeah. Dr. Bill's wedding. John's, yeah. yeah, John's wedding was there. Great yeah. hotel. Yeah. Uh, number 12. And then the Ritz-Carlton is number oh, 14 on I love list. that building. That's my favorite building of all the hotels. It's an old bank. Okay. And they converted it into a hotel. Uh, the Rittenhouse Hotel, previously ranked number one in Pennsylvania in 2021 in U.S. News, noted that the hotel has long been the standard against which to measure Philadelphia's other luxury hotels. We do have some really great hotels. And the notion of simply going and using a top-flight ho- hotel's amenities as yeah. a little vacation. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and people say, well, that's not going to be expensive. But if you're making the hotel your destination, yeah. that's it. then you're saving money. Yeah, don't. Use it as just a place to stay. Right, right. You should really use all the amenities that right. are there. Like we stayed at the Four Seasons one time, and we made sure we got a spa appointment, and yeah. you know, and did all those things too. We so. did. We we did the Four Seasons. We we got we had dinner in our room. We had it at looking yeah. at on the on the Parkway, uh, and it was a wonderful That's evening. Great. Yeah, there's yep. not a lot of um, independently owned hotels in the world left. And uh, well, Joe's hotel is pretty good. Joe's hotel? <laughs> I don't know Joe. Um, but uh, so I, even Rittenhouse, I thought it was independently owned, but it's owned by a company called Hersha Hospitality Trust. So, I mean, most of them in the world, I think at this point, are either Marriott or Hilton. Well, Nick, I can actually re- uh, recommend the Lauer Arms. Oh, oh yeah. wonderful hotel. Lauer Arms. Welcome. <laughs> Juniata Park Fun. <laughs> 
Uh, both the Rittenhouse Hotel and Four Seasons Hotel Philadelphia have ranked high in Condé Nast Travelers annual listings as well. The Rittenhouse earned the number 50 spot worldwide in 2019. That's pretty good. While the Four Seasons ranked to number 22 last year. Very good. Uh, Condé Nast Traveler wrote to the Rittenhouse in 2019 that the Rittenhouse is to Philadelphia what the Plaza Hotel is to New York City. Mm-hmm. Adding that the hotel's illustrious history is part of the charm. Excuse me, though, construction on the current Rittenhouse Hotel began in 1970. The layout of the building, which was previously a mansion, uh, was completed in 1913. So, uh, yeah, Landed Heights, number one in uh, in Pennsylvania. Be proud of that. We have top-flight restaurants, and we do have top-flight hotels. The publication also remarked that last year, the Four Seasons could be part of the beginning of a transformation of Philadelphia's hotel scene. Oh, the travel industry, this is according to uh, Zach Watson, who's the senior traveler editor at U.S. News. He said the travel industry has faced many disruptions over the past two years, highlighting the need to support and recognize hotels that continue to maintain excellent standards. Uh, the 2022 Best Hotels rankings offer a dependable guide for travelers to use when organizing their next trip, whether that's in a few weeks or later in the year. Have you stayed at any of the boutique hotels like there, where you could walk right past them in the city? And Not here yeah. in New York. I stayed at the Continental, I think, and that's a boutique hotel. Were we up there for something? I, <laughs> maybe. Were we, maybe. Were we making love at the time? Steve, maybe. But, but I, I do remember that sounds familiar, Preston. And it was the kind of place you could walk right by. I did walk and, right and by. I never know. And yeah. I remember yeah. calling somebody and going, uh, who had said of the the uh, um, reservations. I'm like, I I can't find it. I don't. There's nothing here. And the woman's right behind you. Yeah. I stayed at one in New York. I stayed at one in Nashville. Um, and I like them. Sometimes people uh, aren't yeah. really into those. Are you not into not it? Not really. I, I really like them. I the one if, in Nashville, if they're good, I like them. Yeah. The one in Nashville was awesome. And it, again, it was one of those ones where you you could pass right by it. But it had this like cool speakeasy yeah. type bar in the basement. Uh, and then the one in New York was like very. Um, the way it was decorated was just so unique that I don't know. I just liked the. If they, those if they have a cool theme, I, we stayed in Edinburgh. We stayed in a boutique hotel that had um, like uh, maybe thirty rooms. You know, yeah, and small. and uh, but it was really cool. Okay. And again, you'd walk right past it. Well, the Rittenhouse is the top hotel in the states. Yeah, that's very cool. All right, uh, real quick, we need to, and we're doing this out of order, but yeah. we'll see if we can get a, a winner. We need to know what uh, movie this pizza clip is from because it's National Pizza Day. Congratulations, San Francisco! You've ruined pizza. Basta, Hawaiians, and now you. All right, let me go to Leon see if he knows. Hey, Leon. Yeah. Hey, Gadzooks. All right, Leon, what movie is that from? Uh, Inside Out. Uh, Inside yeah, Out. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Yep. Great movie. Hang on the line. We are going to give you a case of Stella Artois. Savor the moments in the life Artois. Uh, enjoy Stella Artois at Tony's Place in Ivyland. Ivyland? Yeah. Okay, in Ivyland. There you go. All right. Join City Beat already in progress. Yeah, we're going back to another City Beat story. And uh, this one is the story of Chef Kevin Steak Cooper of Drexel Hill. Uh, he was set to compete on the Food Network show Guy's Chance of a Lifetime last year, and then he and his wife Latoya learned that she had to start treatment for cancer. Oh, my God. Once in Orlando at the taping, still processing that news, Cooper learned that his sister, uh, Kadisha, had died, so this guy was having uh, oh. horrible things happen in his life, but uh, Steak Cooper... Uh, the Steak Cooper that Guy Fieri and uh, the audience, the TV audience saw over the last six weeks was seemingly cool and calm chef 
an Army veteran from North Philadelphia who proved that he could operate a Fieri, a Fieri branded fast food eatery called Chicken Guy. And Sunday night on the finale, Cooper was announced the winner, what? which means that Cooper will own and operate a Chicken Guy in the Philadelphia area. Right. That's huge. Oh, so, oh okay. The, the chicken guys are supposed to be really good. So yeah. the, the competition was to own and operate one of Guy's oh, restaurants. Man. And he That's awesome. won it. Um, Any idea where it's going to be? Not yet. Uh, I do not know. Chicken Guy has two locations in the Nashville area and three in Florida, plus two satellite locations in the stadium. Casey, he's from Delco. Yeah. Five points for oh, Delco. Delaware County. So not the score too... is now sixty to thirty-five. Oh, by the way, don't I mean, worry, we Kathy. have a guy who is going for a gold tonight, and oh, you got well, nothing. Let's on see that. if he wins. Let's see yeah. if he wins, guys. Okay. He already won. <clears throat> he did. Well, he he won one, yes, and Maybe now he's he going for another one. Sashay back behind the console there and give Preston a shoulder massage. <laughs> okay. So here, all right, so this chicken guy. There's another chicken restaurant that's opening up in University City that I had no idea about, and my kids are going crazy. Raising Canes. You guys Not for mayor. Okay. Apparently, this place is like a chicken place. It is, but it, it's all the rage. It has the buzz. All right. So remember, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about uh, crumble cookie. Yep. This is like the uh, crumble cookie of, of chicken, chicken of wow. chicken fingers. Yeah. All right. Where is this? They're opening one in University City. And a chicken <laughs> finger, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. It's the crumble cookie of chicken fingers. Is it chicken finger oriented? Yeah. Wow. Wait a minute. Were they thinking to advertise here or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are and you endorsing it? Yeah. That's oh. not why I'm saying that, but like, mm-hmm. so here's the deal. <clears throat> They're advertising with the radio station. I told my family, and my daughters were like, "Are you serious? Can we go?" Like, where did they hear about it? Freaking TikTok, dude. Oh, okay, Marissa. Freaking TikTok. Freaking, Freaking TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> That's where you hear all your chicken news. <laughs> Casey, <laughs> Casey, do you want to know where it's opening up in University uh, City? Yeah, fortieth and uh, something. In the old Burger Bobby's Burger Palace. Oh God damn it. <laughs> But that's a, that's a quite, a, quite an honor. Place. It's a great place. It's a wonderful honor. But. May I just that's what I mean. It's filling in for that burger you've been missing. Now here's something else. <laughs> All right. So he won this. And, uh, yes. Okay. Back to this. All right. But All that's right. good, too. So chicken this guy. this thing is good, too. Uh, the Cooper said that he is not sure of the location yet. All right. Uh, but expects to get more information now that the show's outcome is known. We should get Guy back on yeah. uh, forever. Cooper, yeah, you know what? This would be a good yeah. reason, reason to get him on. Uh, Cooper caters and cooks at private parties throughout the Philadelphia area as um, succulent imagination. Ooh, did you say succulent? Succulent. That's <laughs> one of my favorite words. I guess that's the name of the uh, the caterer. Yes, um, exactly. So he grew up in Huntington Park, uh, the oldest of seven kids. He got the na- the nickname Steve which is S-T-E-E-K from childhood. He said, my mom said that I was a stinky baby, but my siblings always said stink. Uh, Kadisha always called me Steak, and when the twins were born, it just stuck. So that's where the name uh, Steak came stink, from. Stink, stink, yeah. Stuck. Yep, exactly. Like, uh, the Grinch. <laughs> yeah. yep. stink, stink, stank, stunk. Uh, by the way, this article was from uh, our friend Michael Klein. I want to make oh, sure nice. I mention that. So his kitchen moment occurred at age nine when his mother gave him a jar of generic peanut butter and he made peanut butter cookies and he ended up making them daily and his family begged him to switch it up. He said, I never really felt like I meshed well with the people around me. He said when he was young, his neighbors would be outside playing sports, getting dirty and things of that nature. And I was never interested in that. I always knew that I wanted to cook. However, being from the hood, 
I didn't have the confidence to pursue it, even though my mother gave me the opportunity to explore it at home. But the Army helped give him focus. His commander allowed him, while he was there, to work at an Outback Steakhouse after hours. That's what he got heard of. And that's what he wanted to do. Like, he wanted to go and work in a restaurant. Uh, from there, he enrolled at the JNA Institute of Culinary Arts in South Philly, where he was a valedict- where he was the valedictorian. He won an episode in 2017 of the Food Network series Cooks and Cons, uh, where home cooks competed against pros and competed on Food Network Canada's Firemasters as well as Guy's Grocery Games. Listen, you when you have a calling, you just have a calling. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it just and so some people are just drawn to this life, to you know, life in the kitchen and in creating. You know, culinary arts. I, my my fraternity brother, he graduated college. He went to law school. He was a lawyer, and he was like, "This is not what I want to do." I hear the call of the chicken fingers. Well, now he's he teaches um, cooking at uh, culinary arts. There you Drexel. go. Like, awesome. Yeah. Nice. Good for him. So, yep. It's and this is what this guy wanted yeah. to do. I wanted to be a Carol Channing impersonator, and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> you can still do it. though. I never hear you do well. Hello, Johnny. That's <laughs> this is Louis Johnny. See, I got it. I still have you it. You still have it? Yeah. I don't know why you... Come on, man. Uh, Live it. Age, Celebrate it. You know how we advise people you, to call us up. Can I be a Carol Channing impersonator? That's true. <laughs> well, you, you, you got to really start in college. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway... Because no one knows who she is. And also good news, his wife recently had her last chemo treatment. Oh, nice. So that's yeah. good. Well, we got to get him on the show. We got to get Guy Fieri on the show. Congratulations. We got to get Carol Channing on the show. Kevin... Yeah. She's dead. Kevin Steak <laughs> Cooper of Drexel Hill. Damn it. All right. One more story to mention. Uh, and we'll do this one. Uh, two students from Philadelphia will compete this month to earn the title of Jeopardy Collegiate National oh. Champion and grand prize of $250,000. So you have a Mahek Bopare, Boparai, I'm not sure how you pronounce her last name, of the University of Pennsylvania, and Mitch Masick, I guess is how you pronounce his last name, he goes to Villanova. And they will go up against 34 other undergraduate students in the Jeopardy National College Championship that got started last night, yes, by the way. it was a good one. Uh, Bopare and Masik will compete in separate quarterfinal games that will be shown at 8 p.m. Wednesday. Uh, the quarterfinal, so that's today. Uh, the quarterfinal round consists of 12 games over six days. Two quarterfinals will be shown each night this week uh, from Tuesday through Friday and again from uh, February Fifteenth uh, to the sixteenth, uh, Bapari is a senior English major uh, from Hanford, California, and will square off against University of Minnesota sophomore Emmy Harris and California Institute of Technology senior uh, Tusain Pegues uh, in the quarterfinal round. Uh, Masick is a sophomore of mathematics uh, at from Felton, York County, and will face. Uh, Brandy's University junior Joey Corman and Northwestern University senior uh, Yejun Kim in the quarterfinals. Brandeis University? Is that what it was? I guess so. Okay, all right. I don't know. Um, did you see last night there was a lady from uh, Norristown? That was yes. She, yeah. she did really well and then unfortunately lost in uh, the final. She ah. she got uh, Final Jeopardy wrong and the other, the champion got it right. So she uh, had the lead going in the final. There was somebody from Wildwood a couple weeks ago. Was yeah. it? Okay. Uh, that was on there as well. Sort of fumbled at the end. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, he missed a daily double. Like He he didn't do true daily double, but he did do a lot. And, and, it, then, and it, it damaged him. Yeah, right. and then he also, I think he ended up getting the uh, Final Jeopardy question wrong as well. So in all of them, if you ever want to feel super smart, uh, play along the week where they have the celebrities on. Because oh, yeah. they, yeah. uh, uh, if you want to feel extra dumb, play uh, during the professor competition. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. good for the for this. So far last night, I was doing okay. 
Uh, did you also see that uh, Amy Schneider is quitting her job? She did. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's going to be like a motivational speaker oh, and, and awesome. do the she's uh, write public. a book. Yeah. So yeah. Um, uh, Ken Jennings had a had a job and used his Jeopardy winnings to become a writer, and now obviously is co-hosting with Maya Bialik. And and so yeah, Amy Schneider is going to try that path and see Man. where it takes her. Going to switch gears. Yeah. Uh, Bapari and uh, Masik are in different quadrants of the bracket, meaning they can't face each other until the final round. Ah. Uh, so we'll see. The Battle Royale. It'd be cool if they both make it that far, and we'll have two horses in the race, which would be kind of cool. So good luck to you guys, man. Do us proud. That'd be wonderful. All right, that's all we have time for in the City Beat, folks. Wow, wow. Wow. Well, we got to get to... Fox, good day. Wow. Uh, and uh, see what those guys are up to. So we are going to take a quick break, and I promise you we'll do another pizza oh, yeah. clip uh, in just a moment or two for National Pizza Day. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. National Pizza Day. Okay, so we have a prize if you can name what movie this clip is from that involves pizza. Listen closely. Here we go. I thought you were getting pizza. They were closed. All right, 215-263-WMMR. I'll give it to you one more time. I thought you were getting pizza. They were closed. All right, 215-263-WMMR. What am I giving uh, for this one, uh, Casey? What well, do you want to give you away? you can do... Either of those two. All right. Well, I'll let you choose. Matrix Matrix Resurrections on digital or a case of Stella Artois. Your choice, my friend. 215-263-WMMR is the number. Uh, we are going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning, and you can tune in and see what we're about to talk about. We'll get to traffic after we do this segment, so we'll move along with that. And as soon as we hear the music... We will be going live on television, and here we go. All right, Valentine's Day, and we're so talking about romance, Preston and Steve, all week long so far, even though this is only Wednesday. Mm. Uh, there's this couple, what they do is they're married, but they go on solo dates. So let's say the husband wants to go out and just relax by himself. The mother, his wife, will watch the kids. They don't have to worry about babysitters, but that one spouse gets to relax for an evening. Preston, how would that fly at your home? Ooh, um, I, you know what? We could probably come to some kind of an agreement, uh, but I've never tried that out. You want to call my wife and see how she thinks about that, Mike? (laughs) She's Uh, on the line right now. (laughs) Uh, now Listen, I think it's important to have a little bit of solo time, a little bit of me time. Now, if you're doing it all the time, that can be a bit of a problem, I think. Uh, but a little a little break, unless, of course, you never get to go out together, then you should go out on days together. But if they're together all the time, I don't see the problem with it. Yeah, I don't see much of a problem with it. Yeah, see? Uh, yeah, yeah. my wife goes out. Listen, she has what she calls her other husbands, and, and <laughs> she has sex with them. And we yeah. do it. No, no, no. It's uh, um, honestly, uh, <laughs> she goes out. I don't. <laughs> my schedule's. You know, get up early. She went out yeah, last right. night with a good friend of hers and, and, and had a wonderful dinner and came back. And I took yeah, care of sure the stuff. Did. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and she had sex. 
with her husband. No, no. (laughs) But uh, it does work out. And this way, you know when you're together, and it's something you learn in marriage after the course of a... a, Hey, sure, I want to go to the Twine Festival. But you don't really, and she'll know you don't. Mm. So go do the things you want to do and pick those things, (laughs) and then you won't have that. It's really good, Alex. The Twine is incredible. Have you ever visited the the world's biggest ball of twine? I, I, I did visit a ball of twine, but I don't think it was the world's biggest, and I don't think it had a Guinness certification. How disappointing. I was very upset. I burned the whole place down. (laughs) In my home state of Kansas, you can visit visit the largest hand-dug well. (laughs) All right. That's pretty amazing. They'll find anything anything to boost tourism. Especially in Kansas, yeah. Yeah. Kathy, you want to weigh in? Uh, you know what? Actually, when my son was young, we, uh, we had a babysitter with him during the day. So at night, um, somebody, one of us was always with him. We didn't want mm. to also leave him at night. So we sort of did this. Huh. Yeah. And uh, it was it was just because we always wanted one of us to, to be with him if we could. Aww. So what would you do when you had your alone well, date? Well, that was time? the thing. I, I wouldn't go to like a restaurant and have dinner by myself, but I might have right. a girl's night and go out with a friend. It was right oh, to the sure. hotel. <laughs> is Casey in today? Yep. Yes. Oh, I'm right here. Um, I don't think I, I don't know why this is such a, a, a weird concept. Yeah. I, you know, I think you know stuff like this happens all the time, and people have their own hobbies and press. You play golf, like, uh, and I will from time to time. I'll go, like, I'm I'm going to go see a movie, you know, and because sure, my movie preferences are not my wife. She does not care for like superhero stuff or you know snuff films, snuff films, uh, action films, and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> snuff films. I don't like. <laughs> I I sort of feel like this is a a common thing yeah. in in a oh, lot okay. of marriages, and if it's not, sure. then maybe you need to reexamine it. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a good point. Yeah, Casey, you do a lot of solo events. You'll go out on your own and do stuff. I I'm love sure. being yeah. by myself. I had lunch by myself a couple of uh, like last week. It was awesome. Yeah, I don't mind well, eating yeah. by myself, having oh. a meal by myself. I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I saw you running in the snow, Casey, I, I, <laughs> I figured out why you're alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I was in my underpants in the snow, and Mike, you know who filmed that for me, right? Your mother! My mom! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know that. I got to give you the raw footage of that because you just hear her laughing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yes, we need to hear it. And oh. I was like, he didn't have any shoes on? You no. Know, no. No, oh and, my gosh. and I the, the plan was to do snow angels, but I was mm-hmm. so cold at the end of it because I wasn't wearing shoes. I bailed altogether. And but just ran. You, can, and, yeah. you can see your, you change your mind on the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. That's awesome. Great thanks, guys. All right, bye, thanks, bye. guys. We'll see you. You know, right. when I watched that video, I thought, um, okay, could you imagine him being your dad like i was thinking of your three kids yeah. and i'm like was it a good thing or a bad no, thing like yeah. a good thing like i'm like i can't imagine my dad yeah. uh well actually i probably yes, could but could. yeah but you know, like just being the fun dad where you woke up and you're like okay it's snowing i'm gonna put my underwear on and run out in the snow here video this i thought maybe it was it was your wife i didn't know it was your mom my dad is kind of the, yeah my dad probably would you know right. yeah <laughs> i yeah i think i this is my first time seeing this i didn't know you did this oh yeah yeah, yeah i was um it was like early on, I guess, Saturday, and I was sitting there. Everybody was asleep. <laughs> Everybody was still asleep. And I was yeah. like, 
you know what? I'm going to go out and Mom. run. And I, but I also didn't know how cold it was. I didn't look at the temperature. It was like 16 degrees out. <laughs> and, uh, and I had zero clue. So the idea was at the very end, I was going to do snow angels and it was going to be magical. <laughs> and, and by the way, anybody watching the video, that is not my butt crack. I have a patch of hair at the uh, bottom, base of my back. <laughs> People are like, dude, your butt crack goes so high up. <laughs> I actually thought that too. I'm like, why wouldn't he just pull his underwear up a little it's bit more? It's the hair trail. <laughs> it's the hair trail. But it, but it looks like a butt yeah. crack. Yeah, yeah, I want to see sure. the raw foot. I want to hear your mom. Your actual crack ends about mid-back, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we skipped it a moment ago. Let's get a look at traffic while we have this opportunity. Kathy, what's going on? Yeah, so we have a couple of problems this morning. The 30 bypass eastbound. You're stopped from Reeseville Road to 322. Now, the accident's only in the left lane, but, I mean, you're just crawling along here to try to pass by it. On the Schuylkill Expressway eastbound, we had some earlier incidents, but we're just jammed now from uh, the Blue Road into Belmont on the westbound side, past Young to the Vine, the Boulevard out to Conshohocken. 95 southbound jams from Cotman through to Bridge, Aramingo to Allegheny. Uh, the Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound slowing Fort Washington to the Mid-County Tolls. Blue Road southbound slows from Broomall to Media. Uh, and then 95 northbound uh, slowing from 452 to Curlin Street. And then in Delaware between Delaware Avenue and Concord. Pike 309 northbound between 113 and 563. In Souderton, there's construction work causing delays. 42 north slows Blackwood Clementon Road to 295. 295 northbound at Woodcrest Station. There's an accident that's off to the shoulder. 55 north northbound jams Deptford to the 42 freeway. This traffic report brought to you by Amtrak. Bring your little ones along for the adventure aboard Amtrak. Book early and save 50% on fares for kids 2 through 12 with no middle seats and a generous baggage policy. You'll travel with ease. Book at Amtrak.com. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. I love this uh, text concerning uh, Casey running out in the snow. This, uh, this texter says, if I did that, my kids would lock me out. <laughs> Which would yeah. be just the best. Just lock the door and oh see my what God. happens. I would be so mad and proud at the same time. Right? Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's that, confusing. <laughs> yes. That's how I got the mild frostbite. I was talking about uh, running in the snow barefoot case oh, for, wow. for, for a film we were doing. Oh, and I was running in, well, I was running in flippers. Oh, and And I had, like, shorts on. And it was after a fresh snowstorm. And you're right. Once you're in it, you go, this is going to be great. And that's so great. Yeah, that's a bad idea. All right. We're looking for the answer to uh, what movie this clip is from. I thought you were getting pizza. They were closed. All right, let's see if we <laughs> can get a winner. I'm going to go to Lou. Hey, Lou, good morning. What am I talking about? I am talking about the need to eat pizza. Well, oh, you said that on the right day, my man. All right, what movie is that from? <laughs> that is from Tommy Boy. Yes, yeah, you got it. All right. Nice work, my man. And we're going to set you up with The Matrix Resurrections on digital, my man. Hang wow. on the line. We'll get your information. Don't forget Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss. Or Carrie, Carrie Ann Moss. Return as Neo and Trinity, and you can own it now and watch it instantly. So congratulations, my man. Let's do the beat box. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we're going to start with this, this tragic and messed up story. A motorcycle riding lesson ended in tragedy when a 25-year-old woman lost control and fell three stories oh, from no. a Santa Clarita, California mall parking lot garage. A group of people was teaching the woman how to ride on the roof of a parking lot structure at the Westfield Valencia Town Center. The woman was treated at the scene by L.A. County Fire and taken to a hospital. She later died. Her name has not been released. Why this- would you teach someone to ride a motorcycle on a rooftop. I'm thinking the only reason they may have done it is because there might have been nobody up there. And yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. 
I, listen, I'm not saying it's a good idea. No, I'm I think that maybe that was their mindset. I would think about this risk immediately. A spokesperson with the sheriff's office said the woman either lost control or the motorcycle couldn't stop. She crashed into the wall of the parking lot garage, went over the handlebars, fell about three stories and died. You know what happens when people who haven't ever ridden a motorcycle or anything with a throttle, yeah. instead of doing what you think you, you let go, yeah. they clamp on. And not only that. They'll turn the throttle yes. harder, yeah, and because it's pulling you away, right? And 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 your inclination is to you know move your wrist like that, and it'll go even faster, and you can get out of control, yeah, real real quick. Uh, the sheriff's office spokesperson said it appears to be a tragic accident, but the incident is under investigation. <clears throat> a man is accused of threatening to blow up a Las Vegas casino, telling officers he had a grenade in his butt. <laughs> Brian, no, no, you don't. Brian Gower faces one count of making threats of conveying false information concerning an act of terrorism. See that little ring back there? Don't you pull it. Gower was arrested at the Strat Hotel and Casino after threatening to blow up the building. Uh, police said that they were talking with Gower and he was saying random things and talking about Joe Rogan and his ex-wife. Huh. At one point, Gower stated an officer... Uh, that he to an officer that he had a grenade in his butt and he wanted to fart. And uh, officer said, "Told you." Gower had previously spoken to hotel security, telling them that they had 15 minutes to evacuate the building or it would explode. Uh, officer did not find any explosives on Gower and took him to the county jail. He was arrested in 2000 last year, actually, after making a similar threat. In downtown Las Vegas. And he's got a mug shot <laughs> where up. he's smiling and giving a thumbs up. Oh, so he right. enjoyed his day. I have a stick of dynamite in my peepee. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Florida, a Bay woman, a uh, Palm Bay woman, was arrested Sunday, accused of stabbing two people and pushing an elderly woman in a feud over leaf blowing. Uh, Kyung Moulton was accused of stabbing two people who live across the street from her. Moulton told police that she came home Sunday afternoon, found leaves on her front lawn. What the? Assuming that they had been placed there by the people across the street, she pulled out her own leaf blower and blew them back into their lawn. Oh, boy. A feud. One of the uh, victims told police he saw Moulton with a leaf blower, and he and his mother went out to confront her. When the man's sister tried to intervene, he said Moulton slapped the sister and a struggle ensued. And that's when Moulton stabbed the sister in the leg with a steak knife. And when the man tried to help his sister, he felt himself get stabbed in the arm. Police said the brother and sister uh, also claimed Moulton pushed their mother to the ground. Uh, Moulton denies stabbing anyone with a knife. And the arrest affidavit said surveillance video shows a confrontation, including Moulton pushing the man, uh, the struggle with the sister, and the mother falling to the ground as if she had been pushed. And it does not show anyone being stabbed, though. Uh-huh. The police said they did not recover a knife either. So I don't know what happened. It was just a blower battle. <clears throat> and uh, But people were stabbed. Uh, Moulton was charged with two counts of aggravated battery at this point. A wild crocodile in Indonesia that was trapped in a tire for more than five years has been rescued, freed from its rubber ring, and released back into the wild. Thank you so much. Uh, Conservation workers have been trying to lure the stricken saltwater crocodile from a river since 2016. You can't imagine how many necklaces I wanted to wear and could not. After residents spotted the animal with a motorcycle tire wrapped around its neck. But it was a local resident who eventually snared the 17-foot-long reptile, regularly seen sunbathing in the Palu River. 
uh, late on Monday. Uh, Teeley is a 34-year-old bird seller, and he used chicken as bait and ropes to catch the animal at the end of what he said was a three-week rescue effort. Before what did dozens, he use? He used chicken. Dear God. Uh, before dozens of locals helped to drag the crocodile to the shore and then cut the tire around its neck off. It always breaks your heart when you see an animal like a, a deer or something or... You know, gets a gets a, a mesh a caught on there. Yeah, something. It's horrible. The bucket thing is kind of funny at first. It and is then, funny. You know, yeah. it looks funny, yeah. but they do have to get them. They got to get it off of them. Uh, he said, to them for taking this off this thing. Uh, Teeley said, I just wanted to help. I hate seeing animals trapped and suffering. His first two attempts uh, to rescue the animal failed because the ropes were not strong enough to contend with its weight. I'm tired. Before turning to nylon ropes that are used for tugging boats, and they eventually got it. Uh, the animal was released back into the water after the rescue uh, to relieved cheers from locals. Ran across the river and attacked a family. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ate an entire family yeah. right after. <laughs> Boy, I am starving. I've never do that before. Thank yeah. you. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for now. Let's take a break. Come back in a moment. Don't forget Gilbert Gottfried is going to be joining us around 9.30 this morning, and uh, we'll do more pizza questions. Stay there. We'll be right back. Eddie Vedder calls Motley Crue vacuous. Nikki Six says Pearl Jam is boring. Even in 2022, the battle of grunge versus hair metal wages on. Get the rundown on what else these two had to say to each other and get Preston and Steve's take on the genre feud on WMMR.com. Click News That Rocks for the latest. And as Pierre Robert would say, peace and love, everybody. Peace and love. We're looking at you, Eddie and Nikki. Peace and love. Oh, and I forgot to do it again. Damn it. It's my fault. I, Doesn't I matter. We're still, right. we're still what, in the pocket. What movie is this from? He just stepped out. Probably went for a pizza. <laughs> you know these youngsters. All right. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What movie is that clip from? It's National Pizza Day, by the way. He just stepped out. Probably went for a pizza. <laughs> you know these youngsters. Yep. All right. So, what? you know what? I'm not going to dive into our topic of conversation until we get a winner. Okay. Because the format I want to follow is that we get our winner before we get into what we're talking yeah. about. So we don't have to break in the middle of what we're talking about. I love it. Uh, and But I, I will take this opportunity to mention some special pizza deals today. Oh. Actually, they're pretty much the deals you get every day. But is, some of, like, yeah. is this off the list? I sent you a list. Yeah. And there's, there, a lot of times now with these deals, Preston, it, I'm, I'm underwhelmed. For me, you should get a full free pizza. Yes, a full large pizza, pizza. for free just <laughs> for stopping everyone. in. Unlimited drink. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? For the <laughs> remainder of the week. And actually, all of these are the standard yeah. you know, rewards gift. Stuff yeah. that you can get from like Bertucci's and Domino's and Bertucci's. Uh, California Pizza Kitchen. California Pizza. How about this? I do want to mention this because you've probably seen this, Steve. Little Caesars. Yeah. Uh, the Batman Calzone. I, have you seen it? I, I, I have to have it simply because of the name. You, you have to have it. Yeah. yeah. You've got it. Have you seen it, Casey? No. I only... It's. It looks like it's in the shape of a bat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the Batman symbol bat? Like or... part of it's, it's part pizza and part calzone. Like the Batman symbol. Yeah. But it yeah, kind of yeah. looks okay. like a, uh, a maxipad. Oh, does you know what? Yes, it does. That's yeah. been going around too. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks. It's got the wings. Yeah, Kathy. Oh, jeez. Would you put okay. this in your nether regions? <laughs> no. uh, but yes, it's it's part pizza, part calzone. Yes, I think I have an infection. Mm. I we think had some a... of the pepperonis irritated me. <laughs> we had pizza for dinner last night, and I, I cannot sing the praises of Acme's signature brand enough. The signature brand pizza that we had is so good, and I the only my I've only wanted to try it. My only complaint. 
is that we only got and made one pizza. We needed to make at least two so I could have That's more. on you. Yeah, my, that is on me. Yeah. It is. Uh, for my birthday, my best friend, uh, Steve Lisick, uh, sent me four Emo's pizzas. Yeah. Uh, mailed from St. Louis. Thin and, crust. Uh, yes. And so we've been dining on those, and it's just oh. been absolute heaven for me. We I love it. When you first, I mean, mm. this is probably 18 years ago, when you you were uh, at Y100, you mentioned what a fan you were, and we were able to get mm-hmm. in FedExed out in dry ice, mm-hmm. and that was the one and only time yeah. I had, had it, it, and I thought it was damn good. Rochelle had been doing, uh, we, and the kids don't get any, it's just her and I, and, uh, <laughs> and we, we split a pizza and uh, pizza and salad, and it's been so That's damn great. Well, they're not got, from there. I've got mm-hmm. one left. You're right. Yeah. It's nostalgic for you. Yep. Go to your room. I got one left, and that's it. All right, we're going to see if somebody knows the answer to this. What movie is this from? He just stepped up. Probably went for a pizza. Hey, you know these youngsters. All right, I'm going to go to Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Morning, it. All right, morning, it, brother. All right, what uh, clip is that from, sir? Coming to America. Yes, coming to America. And uh, Tom, what do you want? Or Casey, what am I giving him? You want Stella some beer? Yeah, let's give away some beer. You a drinker, Tom? Yeah, I'll drink beer. All right, okay. we're going to set you up. You get a case of Stella Artois. You can save the moments in li- in the life Artois and enjoy Stella Artois at Tony's Place in Ivyland. So congratulations, my man. Okay, here's what we were going to talk about. Um, there's a new driver making their way onto the roads and streets of Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, Casey's daughter is now 16 years old, man. Yeah. That blew my mind. Crazy. How does he that posted feel? a picture, yeah. How, how does that feel? I know because, listen, I, and I've gone through it twice. Yeah. And I, I'm already getting conversations of, you know, in like uh, a little over a year, I'll be driving too. My daughter yeah. will be. So I've, I've gone through it a couple times. I was nervous at first. Now, obviously, I'm fine with it. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely nervous. And I've been nervous for a while because, um, you know, leading in and out of, like, where we live, there's, you know, long, windy roads and gear yeah. and, you know, and things antelope. like that. No. And antelope, probably, possibly. Well, seen. no, those, the, the the roads leading to your neighborhood are, are hilly and windy and no shoulder. Yeah. And, and could, that makes yeah, me nervous sure. for uh, uh, new drivers. Yes, so for new drivers. Yeah. Here's the deal about uh, driving. I think we, as experienced drivers, I think we... Take it for granted. You do how second nature yep. driving a vehicle is, and uh, how we don't even have to think about all the stuff you, that we do. You, you've stated exactly what the issue is: is that it's hard for people who are uh, have been accomplished drivers forever mm-hmm. to think in that mindset. Not even understanding the momentum of a vehicle or how the wheel corrects, or or right. all those little subtle things that you can sit there. And and it's just like muscle memory. Little okay, things. here's here's what's going to happen. Yeah, and and it's hard to put yourself in that position. And it's I assume, and that, let me ask you, it's hard to not be scared and frustrated a little bit as you're trying to teach someone with your ability. Now, I had no idea what it was like to be with somebody in a car who was driving for the first or the second first time. time. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> like, and and it was it was I was. I was nervous. I was scared. Yeah. And um, just little things, like even how much you're supposed to turn the wheel for a curve yeah. or, or for a right-hand turn versus a left-hand turn. Mm-hmm. You know, just other things, like as you're you know approaching an intersection, whether you have a stop sign or not, the use of your peripheral vision, mm-hmm. like all of these things. And, and so... You know, like, and I'm trying not to be critical of my daughter who, you know, just drove for the first time besides like a bumper car. Yeah. The first time in her life. I was like, oh, 
Oh, wow. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I literally have to teach you everything. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everything. I, I, I did it twice. I was the sole teacher uh, for both Parker and Carter. Yeah. Uh, Rochelle did not want to do it. It made her way too nervous. Okay. And she was also, like, hyper on them for about any little thing they were doing wrong. I realize that you're going to have to, there's going to be mistakes that you're going to make. So you go to a parking lot or something like that where you can make this. So we would go to the... Uh, the high school parking lot, mm. and drive around for like an hour and, and go from here to there, and I would have them... Do, uh, I loved teaching my boys to drive. I thought it was fun. But actually. Preston, what, what about the absolute first time when you got in with uh, with Parker? Yeah. Was there any... Was there fear? Not really. You know what? Because he had driven golf carts before yeah, yeah. and go-karts, and really, it's almost the exact same principle. Steering wheel, brake, gas, okay? Yeah. Just stick with those. Now... You worry about the rules of the road later on and things like that. But when you're just starting to learn how to maneuver the vehicle, nah, I wasn't nervous at all. You know what I, what my dad did, both my dad and my mother teach me, taught me, teach, teach me. <laughs> uh, nobody taught me English. So, so the, uh, um, the result was actually pretty good because I had both different driving styles to compare. Uh, what they both did, though, is we went to an industrial park, yeah. which has... All the streets, the intersections, intersections, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. You go like on a Sunday morning, yep. yeah. and when they're not there, and you've got a street scenario without the yeah. general population. You know, so, I don't remember who taught me how to drive. No kidding, I you don't really either. Wow. Was it I, just thinking that? <laughs> I remember, I remember the car. Like I, I know it was my dad's car, and I remember taking the test in my dad's car. But I don't remember. Hmm. Anyone actually you, taking me out on the road? You're the oldest of the siblings, right? I am. They were so, probably like, just go ahead. You'll, you'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Figure I, it out. I had, by the time I got behind the wheel of a car at 16 years old, I had already driven. Uh, yeah, there was, uh, and so there was a, there was this guy uh, who, you know, we went to the same grade school. He was a few years older than me. So we go to mass on Sundays, you know, in my high school years, my parents would just drop me off and then and take off. And I would just hang outside the church. I didn't go in hang outside and smoke cigarettes, and this guy would let me just drive his car. Not even with him in it. It was like an old, it was a big old, like, Oldsmobile. Yeah. And I would just, boom! I would take off and, and drive around the neighborhood and, you know, come back 10, 15, 20 minutes later. I'll tell you a story after Nick's got something he wants to say. I'll tell you a story about a friend of mine and pre-driver's <laughs> uh-huh. license driving. And there's another guy I went to high school with, with like, during play practices, uh, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Do you, do you, do, and, you know, can I take your car? He's like, yeah. And so I had been doing that. And I would drive from uh, Colonel Harrah to Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is not that far away. And come. I had been doing that for a long time. He had no idea that I didn't have a license. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it's that uncommon, though. I mean, I'm like when you're 15 and you start getting the inkling that you can drive and it's on the horizon, it's near. And like especially like if you get the learner's permit or whatever, uh, any access to freedom, to driving is, is freedom, right? So oh, like, you're, my, just, you're biting it. Yeah, absolutely chomping at the bit. My, yeah. my grandfather taught me, my mom's dad, and so we would drive up and down his driveway and drive around the neighborhood and stuff like that. And it was a truck, and I probably started when I was 14. Um, Casey, I wanted to ask you, and then Preston, obviously, mm-hmm. when to get to your story, but, like, uh, I, I'm seeing more examples of student drivers than I've ever seen before. And I don't yeah. know if that's just yeah. uh, um, anecdotal or what, but, like, Likewise. I see cars with, that say yeah, student too. driver on them. Well, I and think and because, I, had to, I yeah. had to do that when I was in high school. It was yeah. required because you got a discount on your insurance. But I, I, don't, know if it. I don't know if any, everybody has to these days. I so. think that is uh, the big reason why you're seeing it more is, you know, people save on, and because we're going we're gonna to do it as well. Um, a, you save on um, insurance, and then B, you're getting proper instruction from somebody who does it for right. a living, right? So 
you know, there's there's only so much I can do. And you guys have worked with me for a long time. You know, I'm not good with words sometimes, and uh, maybe expressing exactly what I'm feeling. Right. So I mean, I literally driving yesterday. I told her to press stop a whole bunch of times. Press stop. Press okay. Stop. Okay. Yeah. That was the you know put your foot on the so brake. You can see why she why she's confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Press stop. Press stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, right. consider the right. teacher. Yeah. You guys need to work out a language ahead of time. This we have a language problem means. in our home. Oh, is your is your husband from another country? No, no. So you remember the other day I told you guys this story about uh, this uh, kid I was friends with, and they had uh, all these old Packard uh, cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Bubba, my buddy yeah. Bubba. Yeah, buddy yeah. Bubba Martin, and so. We, uh, we used to ride go-karts, motorcycles, and all this stuff. So um, I moved away, moved to St. Louis, away from South Carolina. Then a couple of years later, went back to visit. So this is by the time, you know, Bubba and I are in like seventh grade or whatever. And Bubba takes me out. They told you they had, they had there was a, it was a very rural area. Right, and they yeah. had plots of land and stuff like that. And Bubba took me out in a uh, pickup truck that was his. <laughs> <All right>. Okay, <laughs> These people didn't have money. I mean, they were, right. but, but they were rural. And so it was a beat-up pickup truck. Right. And he took me out, dude, and we went, and remember, I'm in seventh grade. He's in seventh grade. Uh He was drifting that thing all over the place. Stop it. Steve, (laughs) manual transmission on the steering wheel. Wow. It was a tree on the tree. Wow. And this is why those country boys are your stock car race. They became NASCAR. Because they have all this area to go drive around and drive like freaking maniacs. And I was like, I'm holding on for dear life. And we're not not drifting out in the open. This is like through the woods, like through... Through trees and stuff, it was insane. That is pretty wild. Um, it's kind of cool though, too. So, so I learned how to, and and knowing how to, to uh, growing up riding motorcycles and stuff like that, I knew how to operate a clutch and, yeah. and all those things were already kind of ingrained. So I just picked it up along the way. Yeah, and I don't remember my dad like officially. I'm sure he did. Uh, taking me out and officially training me to drive. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's a process, and 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 it was common. More common back then for to take a, a 14 or 15-year-old out and kind of let them try In preparation, it out. without even, before you even got the permit at yeah. some point because you knew it was coming. That's what my dad did with me. Yeah. And again, it was the empty parking lot, Models. When Models was like a department store and not a uh, sporting like a sports oh, okay. uh And uh, it, was, uh, it was wild. And my dad doesn't... My mom had a better temperament for, for that. My dad was not so much. Did he teach you to uh, press the stop button? He said, <laughs> press the stop. He said, press stop. And, press and stop. Now, instead of going backwards, he said, rewind. <laughs> well, we haven't even done reverse Fast yet. Fast forward now. We have not even done reverse yet. We, okay. uh, that, yeah. That'll make me Take your time. a little nervous. Take your time. Yep. It's, uh, and, the and world is round. You'll eventually get back there. <laughs> reverse, is, reverse is confusing, and, and parallel parking is really difficult to show them how to do. I wonder, with the with the cars now. With the cameras yes, and all? All, that? Well, all of that and, yeah. and, and parallel parking assist. Usually, a kid is getting a second or third generation mm-hmm. vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's changed. Maybe it's you know, it's it's better now for a safety concern to get your kid something that's a little bit. I mean, I got a bomb for my first car. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but it, it it served the purpose. But there's. There's more tech available, you yeah, know? and and the cameras have become pretty much standard. Yeah, so so that that helps a lot. Yeah, uh, you know, when parking. Let me ask you this, because it always used to be when I was learning to drive, you look back, look back. Don't you don't, and this is even before cameras. You've got to make sure you're looking back. Mm-hmm. My cameras vision is much more comprehensive oh, than yeah. me looking back, and it also gives you warnings, like so. When I'm backing out of a spot like, let's say, Wawa or whatever, where 
you know, your your visibility yeah. is, is pretty limited. I mean, I, I will just take kind of my foot off the brake and coast a little bit, and the camera, the car, will be, it just beeps to let what, me know. What it also does is these things that I can't see. It catches lower than the bumper, too, which yeah. is... I still look back, though, and the reason I do that yeah. is because... What if one day that camera stops working right. and I've lost my skill to be able to look back <laughs> yeah. and drive and, yeah. and back in or uh-huh. back out of something? So I, st- I still I, look back even though the camera's in there. I man. agree. I get the quick rear view and a quick look back, but yeah. I, I the, the camera's, you know, and mm-hmm. that used to be verboten. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. can't trust that. Uh, let me go to some calls. I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Yoo-hoo. 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 Oh, <laughs> What's up, Chris? <laughs> It's too early in the morning for <laughs> Yeah, Casey. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's always a good idea. Just make sure you uh, teach your daughter the difference between a red light and a green arrow. <laughs> oh, you mean the one he got the ticket for? The yeah. That's all you have to do. Okay. okay. Yeah. Actually, maybe take my written test all over again. <laughs> all right, thank you, Chris. Appreciate hey, it. I love you guys. Call me back. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we'll call, call you back. You <laughs> said call, call me back. Call me back. I love you guys. Call me back. I passed um, the driving test and the written test the first time. Yeah. Wow. Time. Me too. I screwed. I remember one time I was taking the test for a uh, for a truck drivers. I, I I was taking the wrong test. Oh, and like, why do I need to know? <laughs> I, know this. I I seldom have a payload. My dad is an adult in his forties. I'll never forget this. He had to retake because we had moved to a different state, and and, and he had to, to take the whole test all over again, oh driving God. test and everything. And uh, he failed it. And the reason what? he failed it was because every time he came to a stop sign, he crossed over the white line. Uh, and he had been so accustomed to driving that way. Right, right. Because it actually, sometimes that white line is way too short. I'm not talking at a stop light. I'm right. talking at a stop sign. And you can't see if traffic is coming. I agree. Uh, and and yeah. so he would just, it, his inclination was to pull over, and he failed his freaking driving test. I think, it's, it's like an, it's it's a crazy embarrassment. Yeah. I've been driving for years. Yeah, I think I told you guys this story before, but the number one kid in our class ended up going to Duke on a scholarship. Angelo Kwan. We convinced him that a stop sign that had a white trim oh, around it, no, you didn't have to stop at. No. And so when he took his driver's test, he just blew right through it. And the driver looked at the, you know the the guy t- uh, the teaching the lesson to, looked at him. He's like, "What?" He's like, "No." It had the white trim around the outside of it. You don't have to stop at those. Oh, yeah. I, I I think it was here. I flunked. I might have flunked a test simply because when we got back, I forget exactly what I did, but it was the kind of thing that I every virtually every driver does all the time that you shouldn't really do. Yeah. But when they're giving you the test, it was enough to make me fail that driving test. I failed my driver's test the very first time, and it was because so when you're, I had to make a right hand turn. I used my turn signal, and then I had to immediately take another right hand turn. So. He said I didn't use the turn signal the second time, which right. I did, but it didn't uh, click because my wheel was still turning. Or It was a weird situation. By the okay. way, we got a text from Nick Murphy. He says he failed the driving test five times. <laughs> five times. Nick. I kind of feel like, you know how when you get locked out of your phone forever yeah, yeah, because yeah. you don't know your passcode? I feel like if you pa- if you fail the driving test a certain amount of time, they should you- just give it to you. <laughs> no, <laughs> you should just not be driving. No, I am curious if it was the written or the driving test. Written or driving? Is oh, he's he here? coming in here. Yeah. You got to come yeah. in, dude. Yeah. I didn't even know you were here. You got to come in and tell that. You can't just text that all willy nilly. <laughs> did you? So in, the, in that case, did you ever have to take the driving test again when you went to a different? No, stay or yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, wh- for whatever reason, that stopped by yeah. the time I was uh, of age. 
Yeah, I uh, passed it first, driving. and then the, it was weird to fail it the second time when I've been driving for a long time. Murphy, Murphy, Murphy. <laughs> Five times. Yeah. Oh, man, my dad loves this story. <laughs> What's the deal on that? I just, uh, you know, one time it was parallel parking, another time it was parallel parking, <laughs> another time it was parallel parking. <gasps> so parallel parking is your... City. I know. Now I'm like a super pro now. Wait, was this at the Neshaminy Mall? Yeah. Dude, they were... They were not great. <laughs> like, the guy was like... They were he, tough. Yeah, he was like, you hit the curb. I was like, I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped over the line one time. It was it was, it was was a mess. <clears throat> but uh, my dad gave me good advice. He was like, uh, he's like, look, just do this, and then you never have to do it again. Just finish it, and then you never have to worry about it for the rest of your life. All right, so question, how often can one take a driver's test? I mean, it was... You, you have know, to wait a month or like, two months or... It was like 20 I, years ago. So I think it's I, unlimited. Was, I think there was like a cool down period. I would think oh, so. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like you can't so. go the next day and no, do another one, you I know? think it was like a month or a few weeks okay. before you had to do it again. All right. Yeah. Five Crazy. times. Yeah, you man. may take the driver's test a maximum number of three times on each permit. So did you have to get... Yeah, I had to do the written permit? test again. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Dude, it's so <laughs> annoying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome. It's like, <laughs> I practiced the hell out of it. I mean, uh, they, how? How did hey, you practice? Did I you mean, practice with the road cones and the eggs and all that stuff? Yeah, we did. We did the road, the the cone and uh, a broom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a standard. It works. Yeah, or it should work. Yeah, yeah. You know, it eventually worked. Do you, do you think part of it was was uh, being nervous about being tested? Yeah, I think I think a big part of like I felt comfortable driving, and and then it was just like being there. I remember the, I remember being very nervous yeah, taking the my test. Yeah. Like, my dad was like, oh, well, we did it with state troopers. I was like, well, you know, this is just like some old guy, but like, yeah. it's still unnerving, <laughs> like, an unnerving process to do this whole thing. Do you know, the thing you have to remember also is that I guarantee you, uh, when you, so people pass that, they have to pass that to get the license. But I can guarantee you there is a huge number of current drivers who drive every day who can't parallel park. Yeah. I see oh, it all the time. Sure, I, yeah. I see it yeah. all the time. Yeah. My mom can't do it. She lived in the city. And lives in the suburbs now, and she still can't parallel yeah. park. Yeah, and she, yeah, she got her license initially. Yeah. yeah. As far as the testing goes, so both of my sons uh, took a course, and the person that trained them also tested them. Okay. And yeah. I think that that makes you feel, that's I think they're more comfortable yeah. taking a test for the person that's taught them how to drive. Nick, you know how I uh, taught myself how to parallel park? I used, Nick knows my brother Christopher. I used Christopher's little, you know, the red and yellow car when your kids, <laughs> yeah. you know, when your babies, yeah. uh, he was little. And so I, I put that in the street and then I parked my mom's car <laughs> up a little bit. And so I used those two's cars and I used my <laughs> dad's car to parallel park. I yeah. used car made him stand out like this. <laughs> no, 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 him. not him. I didn't uh, use Christopher. <laughs> we used trash cans. We used our trash cans okay. for trash shades. I just put them out in the curb in front of the house as if they were vehicles and yeah. you got to park between. Uh, but that's why they built the, the technology into cars that automatically parallel park yeah. for you. Hey, uh, McElwain, yeah. you and I are the same age. Uh, probably got our licenses around the same time. I did not have to parallel park for my driver's test. Yes, what? Yeah, neither oh, did I. Really? Okay, and yeah. there were different uh, versions of the driver's test, but yeah, Casey. Instead, uh, instead of the parallel parking, we had to do the three-point turn. Three-point turn, and uh, oh so my god, for, that's so easy. I know it is. Yeah, it's much easier than the parallel yeah. parking, and for whatever reason, there was. I think it's not that way anymore. Was it a religious exemption? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Buddhists don't have to do it. So. I'm, I'm Buddhist. We do not believe in parallels. Well, we had to do both. We had to do yeah. three-point turn okay. as well. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, I think honestly, like it was a year. And then the state was like, wait a minute, we got to put this thing back in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when they replaced parallel parking with operating the radio. Right, yeah. Let me go to some calls. I have uh, Dave on the line. Yo, Dave, good morning. 
in the Chamonix Valley uh, DMV sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick Murphy's agreeing. Common theme here. What's up, Dave? Um, so, yeah, so my dad was you know, very similar. I started practicing well before I had my permit, uh, probably, like, you know, 14 years old. Uh, we lived across the street from a cemetery. So I would practice in a 97 Bronco in the cemetery. Uh, now, this was still before my permit. My dad felt I had successfully conquered the cemetery. The back of the cemetery was Route 1, so we hopped out of the cemetery. Just keep going down Route 1. You'll You'll get some real driving uh, lessons here. Jesus. We end up down the boulevard <laughs> and just driving the boulevard <laughs> up and back, and that was learning how to drive. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> so what, uh, what cemetery was it? Do you remember? Uh, Our Lady of Grace. Our Lady of Grace. Yeah, I know. There's a plus yeah. to that because if you hit someone, they're already dead. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And now yep. I'm a truck driver, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, dude, learning how to drive on the boulevard, you ought to make driving your living. Wow. I wanted to become a NASCAR driver, but I have a problem with left-hand turns. Gotcha. They get old after a while. All right, thanks, Dave. When I took the test, Preston, they had us in the area. My my first, when I was 16, getting my driver's license, they took you, and it was right near the DMV, but then they took you out into some of the worst traffic Ooh, around and because that was what was right there. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Throwing you to the yeah, wolves. Yeah, right to the wolves. Here's a text that says, hey, I am too embarrassed to call in. I failed the permit test nine times. <laughs> nine, nine times. Uh, and it says, no joke. That is from uh, Dan, who is in Glenside. So nine times. It took him. It took him. I don't know if he got it on the. Oh, tent. notice that's two men that failed that many times. Oh, yeah. Nine times. Mm-hmm. Nine times. Nine times. All right. Let me go to uh, Maureen. Hi, Maureen. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Maureen? So today is my son's 17th birthday, so happy birthday, Brian. Hey! Nice. Uh, he just got his driver's license two weeks ago. Okay. And it was the same test that I had to do, except hmm. he didn't have to do the three-point turn. He didn't have to do... Th- I had to do both the three-point turn and parallel parking. What about a K-turn? Did you have to do a K-turn? Nope. He didn't have to do anything. It was literally go in, parallel park, drive around the neighborhood, and came back. That's nothing, man. They made me roll the car. <laughs> so do we ask what a K turn is? Isn't is that it that, a joke? I thought that no, I thought that oh. was the three point. I thought turn. it was like what's up, dog? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's what we called it. We called it a K turn. What's, what's up, dog? <laughs> yeah, because what's K turn? <laughs> not much you. <laughs> no, it's it, isn't My that the, name is turn. It's like what you see in action movies where they're driving in reverse. Like, isn't oh, that what a K turn is? I thought that was what's a, that called? No, a J turn. J turn. See, I even got that wrong. No, but the but a J turn J turn is not the one in reverse. A J turn simply is is you're going forward, you put it in neutral, you throw on your your um uh, your emergency brake and spin the wheel and it, it just flips around like that. Okay. Just, it goes, it's a yeah. one eighty. A K turn and a three point turn are the same thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. There Which, you go. And is right. it? By the way, is it still seventeen in New Jersey? On PA, he he wasn't allowed to get it right away. He had to wait a little bit. Correct. Right. Yeah, you get okay. you get your permit at sixteen, yep. and I for, I think it's six okay. months later. Yeah. yeah, you have to do sixty five hours, but you have to wait six months. Right. And right. He didn't pass the first time because he parallel parking touched the line. Uh-huh. And he had to wait seven days to reschedule. Okay. All right. Thank you, Maureen. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, a three-point three turn is a K-turn. It yeah. is okay. a K-turn. Yeah, we always, I always 
said three point turn and never heard K turn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's go to <laughs> Tyler. Hey, Tyler, good morning. <laughs> Was that? I think it was a huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you still uh, there? Oh, we lost him. Oh, oh, he he just called me. That was it. That's all I wanted to know. Today's the day I do it. When I go to Brian next. Hey, Brian, you're on the air. Good morning, it. That's good. Not yeah. everyone can have a birthday nine days ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your belated, Bill. What's up, dude? So uh, I took driving school when I first got, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was when I got my permit. And uh, it was, like, up in Shillington, and I am not familiar with that area at all. And we did, like, ten one-hour classes. And on, like, the third class, I had this big, fat driving instructor, big, fat dude. Yeah. And um, about 30 minutes into it, he fell asleep. <laughs> and wow. I'm, I'm not talking just, like, you know, just dozed off. He was like full on, like sound like a bear in hibernation. Wow. Born. Okay. And I have no idea where I'm at. So it's like an hour and a half later, and this dude finally like coughs. He's like, <laughs> and like wakes up, and he's like, "Where are we?" And I was like, "I, I don't know where I'm at." <laughs> that, that's oh a God. horrible <laughs> lapse in protocol. There, absolutely nowhere, no idea where I was at. And um, so Did- he was like, and this is before GPSs and stuff. And I'm pretty sure he didn't know where it was at. So it took us probably about, I would say, I don't know, two hours to get home from where we were at. Oh I, I hope he agreed to pass you as long as you didn't tell anyone about him falling asleep. Well, the worst part about it was that this was before I had a cell phone, too. So my mom was supposed to pick me up at the end of the hour. And uh, I came back, and it was like five hours later. She thought I died. She was freaking out on the guy. Oh, my God. And uh, the guy ended up actually getting fired for it. I can imagine. Yeah, well, you shouldn't yeah. be falling asleep when you're a driving instructor. Uh, that's yeah. not the wrong thing. You know, you figure Thanks, the guy's Brian. really big. Maybe he's teaching him how to go through drive-thrus, Preston. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let me go to Anthony, because this is something people can lapse into, I think. Hi, Anthony. Good morning. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, bud. All right, so you failed your driving test? Yes, I did. The first it- time. And I took it in my uncle's Parisienne, which he would not let me drive <laughs> the whole time until we got up to Trevos, and I drove around the parking lot in the mall, and then we went over to take the exam. Now, everybody warns you about the exam to make sure you stop at the stop sign before you make the turn because right. they stop you, and then you got to stop again. So I drove the whole exam, get through the whole thing. The, the, the instructor's like, how do you think you did? I'm like, I think I did good. He's like, how many hands are you supposed to have on the wheel? I drove the whole exam with one hand. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's pretty much how we drive most of the time. But when you're doing when you're doing the instruction at, or when you're taking the test, you've got to keep both hands on the wheel. No. Dude, my, my heart felt so far in my chest. I'm like, oh, my God. He said I did great, but I only had one hand on the wheel. Uh, Doesn't that count? Don't you get bonus yeah, points? Bonus yeah, right, points. Right. You get bonus for that. You're yeah. twice a driver You now. need to keep one on free and put around the babes. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell him we've been driving for months before I got there. Uh, but, of know. course, yeah. Wow. All right. Thanks, Anthony. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. That you was know, from summer school, by yes, the way. Yes, it was. Yeah. It would be fun if we had an instructor come here and actually test us, like, without any prep. You know, just, I mean, we're on the road. We're driving right. yeah. to see if we could pass the test today. Okay. All right. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, have us uh, do a run-through. Well, we have a retired instructor. It's Anita, who's on the line. Hi, Anita. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing fine. Awesome. So, uh, my insurance agent uh, was afraid to teach her son how to drive, so she contacted me. And uh, 
they had done, I don't know, 15 hours on the road. So uh, he was pretty good. He just needed to learn, you know, how to stay in his lane when you did the turns on right. the back roads and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he did parallel parking excellent. The thing that really floored me was I took him for his test. And we get to the Norristown uh, testing site, and the examiner never got in the car. The examiner stayed outside of the car. He told us to go, you know, in the little parking area. All we had to do was stop at the first stop sign, put our right turn signal on, make a right-hand turn. Then we had to do parallel parking. Then we had to come out of the parallel parking. And then we had to uh, go to another stop sign, make a left turn, go to another stop, make a left turn. So, Other stop sign, make a left turn. He never got in the car. That's that's very weird. So the, the parking lot. The person administering the test is not in the car with you. No, and this was that's in May. bizarre. This happened last May, huh. and it was like this is a joke. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm really afraid that you know because of the COVID. That's why they want. Oh, to well, that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah, okay, I got you. The, maybe yeah. you should have had your driver's test over Zoom, right? <laughs> All right, hold it up to the windshield. Right, Everything right. looks good. Right, right. I just don't know how many unsafe drivers are out there because I don't know if they're still doing this practice or not. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of unsafe drivers with the practice. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, the amount right. of people who've totally forgotten that you will fail your driver's test if you don't use the turn signal. Yep. Thanks, and yet Anita. they don't do it in real practical driving. By the way, Nick pulled up a uh, minimum driving age uh, by state. Uh, and when we lived in South Carolina, I mentioned that earlier, at that time, uh, the age was 15 for driver's license. Crazy. And my, and my sister had one. It's amazing. Yeah, isn't that wild? So, so I got South Carolina now, Preston, is 15 uh, years and six months. No way. Yeah, um, Still? Uh, yeah, uh, for, for restricted license. Uh, South Dakota is the youngest in the country. So you can get a learner's permit at 14 and then also a driver's license, restricted license at 14. And New Jersey, I think, if this map is accurate, New Jersey is the oldest. You have to be 17 uh, in order to get your driver's license. Does it say New York there, Nick? New York is uh, 16 and six months. Okay, so that's... License. I don't think that's changed wow. since I was a kid. I guess, uh, you know, it, it looks like South Dakota, Nevada, or, or no, I'm sorry, North Dakota, uh, Montana, Idaho, those areas, they're, they're much more rural. People are got more, more, room. more inclined. Not only that, but also have to do work that has to do with driving. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of space between communities and things, yeah. so maybe so you need that's, it more. that's why... Wow. Okay. Uh, I know we got a break here, but I'm going to go to uh, Gorman because this sounds like an interesting call. Hey, Gorman, good morning. Couple. (laughs) (laughs) Nice couple. What's up, buddy? So I learned how to drive my first time driving. My dad, I I grew up in Kensington, and he had a Lincoln Town Car, so it's a huge car. I was 14. And you know where they filmed the creed where Rocky's hanging out the gym window looking down? Yeah. On that that street. I'm coming up there. Right there, there's another street called Amber Street that comes out to Clearfield. So we're coming up to the intersection, and a guy runs out. I hit him. He goes over the, over the hood, over the windshield, lands. I jam the brakes. We get out. He gets up and keeps running. What? What? My my dad goes, what "What the hell? (laughs) Two seconds later, six guys come running. Which way did he go? Oh, my God. So we pointed. My dad pointed. We get in the car. My dad goes, you handled that well. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Somebody. 
that's funny. Oh, my that was, God. That was my very first time behind the wheel of a car. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Gorman, did anybody ever find out anything about what happened, what that was no, all about? just a sneaker that was left in the middle of the street. Oh, that was all that was there. That was God. all that was left. That's hilarious, yeah, dude. Yep. Oh first time God. you hit someone. All right, thanks, Gorman. It's like that scene in, <laughs> in Clueless where she's taking a road test. Yes. And she's sideswiping cars like crazy. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Um, all right. Well, listen, we should take a break because uh, we got some guests that are coming up. We have a last second guest who's going to be joining us. And by the way, thank you for your calls. And I'm sorry if he didn't get to you. I appreciate you being on hold. Um, but uh, the chef that we were just talking about, Chef Steak, yes. is his name, who just got this uh, Guy Fieri uh, chance of a lifetime uh, where he is uh, he essentially won a restaurant to run. Uh, is going to be on with us in just a little bit. And the restaurant's going to be in this area. Uh, yes. I just don't know where yet. Maybe maybe he's got an update on that. That's but, pretty cool. But that's cool. So you heard us talking about him. So we are going to chat with him in just a moment. And Gilbert Gottfried when we get back. So let's take a break. And I promise you, when we come back. We'll do it right. A pizza clip. Yep. Before we get to traffic. Stay put. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Pawn Shop Roses. I'm so happy you found me, but then you drowned me at the party. Pawn Shop Roses, your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. So we want to know, it's National Pizza Day, so we're playing uh, clips uh, from movies that uh, that mention pizza. I need you to identify this film. See, they book you, then they give you a dime. Make one phone call. Call the pizza man. Let's see what movie that's from. I'm going to go to Jim. Hey, Jim, good morning. Good morning, it. Uh, good morning, it, Jim. All right, what movie is that from? This is from the greatest sports movie of all time that I've watched 800 billion times. And it is. That is, of course, Slapshot. Yeah. And the Hanson brothers are going to be taken to jail, and they don't care. They just want to get some pizza while they're there. All right, Jim, we are going to give you a case of Stella Artois, my man. Hang on the line. We'll get your information and savor the moments in the life Artois. You're going to join Stella Artois at Tony's Place in Ivyland. Uh, so we were doing the uh, City Beat conversation earlier, stories in and around the Philadelphia area. And uh, Marissa had actually uh, pointed out this guy's story to me. His name is uh, Kevin Cooper, but he goes by Chef Steak. And he's uh, he's done a few different things on, on Food Network, some competitions involved Guy Fieri, and he ended up winning this competition. And now he gets to open a restaurant, a Guy Fieri restaurant. It was called Guy's Chance of a Lifetime. And now he's going to, I guess, own and run a Chicken Guy uh, restaurant. That's pretty cool. It's fantastic. Yeah. So we've got him on the line. He, he wanted to get in touch with us. This is Chef Steve. Hey. hey, Chef, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? Yo, but hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Number one, <laughs> congratulations to you, man. That's huge. Oh, thank you very much, man. It was so awesome, man, but thank you guys. Wow. Thank you for not going into radio because yeah. Yeah. you have a far better voice than any of us. Yeah, you got some, as we say, you got pipes, man. Listen, if I had a book for every time I heard that, man, I wouldn't even have to do anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, uh. Hey, so listen, I, we're reading a little bit about you in that uh, the story that um, uh, that was in the Inquirer, 
and uh, some really interesting uh, things about you. And and you grew up in the the Porch Richmond. Uh, Por- uh, God, I can't even speak. Port, Port, Richmond. Port Richmond section. So I grew up. I grew up in the Huntington Park se- section of. Oh, Florida, Huntington Park. I not, got that right. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. but it's not too far from Port Richmond. So you know, whatever it is, what it is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Huntington Park. I grew up in Huntington Park, uh, North Philly section of uh, Philadelphia. And now I live in uh, Jersey Hill. Okay, all right. And we we were curious as to where this restaurant's going to pop up, or can you reveal that, or do you know that yet? Uh, you know what, man? We actually got something in the works. You know what I mean? So I don't want to like put it out there now because it's only in the works. So once okay. I get that information, I'll definitely let you guys know. So right. let me ask you, uh, Chef, if if is this are do you are you going to be a franchisee, or are you the owner of this particular restaurant? Yeah, so basically, uh, it's like it's 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 guys, guys Fietti's. It's his chain. It's his, it's his restaurant. So when you become a franchisee, you that's you are actually the owner. Okay, so it, it's going to yeah, it's going to be my restaurant. He's he handed over the keys to me. Oh, and it's my it's my baby. That's amazing. All so right. everything's built. All all the stuff they they'll take care of all that. You go in, they turn the key, and and you are off and running. Yeah, actually, it's so like they're taking care of everything, and also they're going to make sure that I'm squared away for a four year. Oh, yeah. So he, what, what? So he, go ahead. Yeah, so he, he definitely just he, he definitely uh, looked out for the candidate who won, which, which is, which I'm the one who won. So, all right. So what, what would that have cost you if, if you were, if that were to come out of your pocket to start from scratch? What would that have cost you? Do you have any idea? Yes, Lord. Lord, it would have, it would, it would have been probably in between five hundred thousand dollars and probably one point three million. Oh my Listen, you, so, you're, you're clearly up for the challenge. Uh, you're, you're clearly yeah. accomplished at what you do. Um, and so, uh, I mean, this is you always saw it on chance of a lifetime. But you've got a great pedigree behind you. You've you've got to be ecstatic. Russ, I'm, uh, listen, man. I, that's listen. That's an understatement. Actually, like it's I can't even describe the words. Like I don't have words like to describe how I'm feeling right now because it's it's one of the biggest prizes in the food competition history. Wow, I can imagine. Hey, and and I want to ask about uh, about your background, Chef. So you were uh, you were in the military, you were in the army, and reading yes. the, in that Enquirer story, um, while you were in the military, you just you wanted to cook, and your commander allowed you. Uh, to go and work a job and work at, at an Outback Steakhouse while you were actively in the Army, correct? Yes, that is true. Uh, my last duty station, uh, my, my commander, you know, the commander have to sign off on uh, and approve for you to go and get a secondary job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just love being in a restaurant field so bad that I just needed to also be doing something else that I love. Hey, you know? could could you have could you have cooked in the Army as well? Could have uh, worked in that uh, side of things? Yeah, I could have cooked in the army, and I actually did cook a lot for my battle buddies. But it okay. wasn't my profession in the army. Right. Uh, the thing is, my recruiter was very honest with me, and he said, "The level of cooking you want to do, I don't think you're going to be happy being a cook in the army." <laughs> so, right. So, you know, I was just glad that he was upfront and transparent with me, and you know, I still got to do my thing. I, I've been cooking since I was nine, so I still got a chance to cook for you know soldiers. Okay. By the way, if a bunch of people are texting in the sound of your voice and they're saying that you sound a bit like Ving Rhames did in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. 
Uh, there go, go, go another trillion, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, do what you just remember. Never go into the basement where they keep a guy called the Gimp. Right. Yeah, never do that. Or you could do your own commercials, <laughs> and instead of we have the meats, you could say we have the chicken. <laughs> we have the chicken. Listen, man, you know what? That's a great idea. I might have to present that to Yeah, you. yeah, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, this is that. That is just now. Listen, and you had you had some really leading into this. I was reading in the story as well uh, that there were some some serious setbacks as far as tragedies in your life, uh, and and your wife and you know your, your sister uh, had had died, and and this was while is this while this competition was going on? Yeah. So you. So my wife's my wife's uh, diagnosis. It, it, we we knew before. You know, uh, I casted for the. For, for the show. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, we made sure she was squared away. She was, like, halfway through her treatments, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I had to leave. But while I was actually, uh, while, while, they were, while they were filming, my sister ended up, you know, getting in an accident and passing away. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So it was a lot going on, like, during this filming. But it's crazy to say that with everything that happened, it kind of pushed me to work even harder. Because you know, I, I guess my mindset was like, you know what, life is too short. Right. So that's 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 try to get what we can get done, and you know, and my and the sadness that I had just just catapulted me to just to just do better. Well, you did what you did honored that you know uh, you honored your wife. Obviously, thank God. You, you know, she finished her last treatment, and 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 uh, yeah. I mean, it, it you know you, you're moving it in such a great uh, direction. Uh, can you get guesstimate an ETA on the opening of the restaurant? Uh, uh, I, I, like, <laughs> that's, that's like, you know, like, so I'm I'm not going to guesstimate. I'm going to say what I would prefer. Okay. Right? I'm just going to say what, what I would like for it to be. I would like for it to be open at least by, you know, midsummer. That is my goal. Okay. You know? But that's. That's not that's not guaranteed. That's not set in stone. So if I can get it done by you know early midsummer, I'll be happy with that. However, you know some things happen. You know COVID is still going on, so everything is not moving as fast as it used to move prior to COVID. So, and and the thing is, it's just like I want it to happen, but I do have patience as well. Okay. Now I had read that you had worked with uh, is it Succulent Imagination? Was that the name of your uh, your catering company? Yes, my catering company is called Suckling Imagination. Where'd you get that name from? It was just something that just came up. And it's crazy that every time somebody, they, they talk about my voice and they say, okay, what you do? I'd be like, you know, Suckling Imagination. And they'd be like, oh, keep saying Suckling Imagination. <laughs> <laughs> say it a little more slowly, please. Yeah. Suckling Imagination. <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah, it was just something that came up. And the thing is, you know, I think, that when we eat food, it should be something that's succulent, but it should be something that when you put it in your mouth, it takes you somewhere else. Yeah, that's you know right. That. I like mean? that. So yeah. that's why, you know, that name, it pretty much fits well with my style of cooking. Chef, this is this is a great opportunity for you, obviously, opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, but Absolutely. I, I'm curious how you feel now working for a, a chain where I would imagine you as being a chef, uh, part of your um, your creative juices are coming up with your own dishes and things like that. Will you still be able to do that, or will you find another outlet to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So the thing is, I'm still going to be working on my projects. You know, I, I like my catering company, obviously. Okay. I have a wine brand. So the thing is, for me, like all food is food, and I love all kinds of food. And if there's any way that I can help the community and help provide jobs for people, then I'm all with it. 
You know what I mean? So I'm not going to take anything away from Chicken Guy because it's it's, it's chicken tenders and stuff like that. But it's it's a chef-driven concept, you know, so it's not taking me too far away from what I love to do already. It, it's uh, We're looking at pictures of some of your food, and I, I look like uh, chicken and waffles. And, and uh, what would you describe your, your, your favorite cuisine as? So basically my whole concept is like I've been all over the world, and I'm inspired by just culture in general. Like, and when I mean culture, just all kinds of food from all different kinds of cultures. So what 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 I do is I put a soulful twist on a worldwide cuisine. Wow, you know. So if you come to me, I can do anything. I like that. I wow. Um, another another thing I wanted to ask you about in the, in this article we read about you, you had said that uh, you know when you were a kid, uh, your neighbors were outside playing sports and all that stuff, and and you weren't really interested in that. And and that's that's great because it, it ended up serving you well because cooking is clearly where your talent is. But looking. Had some pictures of you. Uh, you look like you're chiseled from granite, man. I mean, no, listen. What? It's cr- it's crazy because I do love fitness, right? I yeah. do love, and you know, like sports is fitness. But I like to work out. I like to swim. I like, but you know, I just wasn't. I just didn't have the coordination okay. to, to play sports. It just wasn't, you know, what I was great at. So, so, so for me, and I get that all the time. So for me, they like you, you, you the runner back. You, 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 you running the, you running the fool across the field. I'm like, no, it's just. It's just you know I just like to take care of myself and yeah. and cook great food. You know what we can do with you. You and Robert Irvine can yeah. form a culinary justice league. Oh yeah, Listen, let's do it. <laughs> How about that, yeah. right? Superheroes yeah. who can cook. Listen, listen, and you know Robert, he was in the military as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we can definitely see eye to eye, man. So I think that'd be a good idea as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's, well he's a friend of the show. We'll have to turn him on to you. I'm sure he probably knows about you. Oh man. Well, this is huge, and this wasn't the first um, battle, to, uh, network, you know, TV battle that you've done. You have been on some other shows as well, correct? Yes, I have been on Cooks, Cooks versus Cons, uh, Guys Grocery Games. I did another show in Canada called Fire Masters Canada, and they all were amazing. It was just like I love just cooking, and I love doing it under pressure. You think you might have the uh, the chops to to have a, a TV program of your own down the road? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I, like the thing is that. That's also one of my goals, you know. We like we just can't stop right here. You know what I mean? Like nah. I want to show people, I want to show the world my talent. I just want to show them who I am, and I think I think I will be a great benefit to the people who, who know who I am. You know well, what I mean? Because it's not just going to be about me. It's going to be about everybody. We're going to have a good time, and we, you know, we just we that's we. It's just it's just I just want to show people love, man, and that's mm. pretty much it. Well, our money's on you yep. <laughs> succeeding at whatever you put your mind to, and this is really good. Is and honestly, I'm. I'm really kind of I'm looking forward to it. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the pictures. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that looks really yummy yeah. right now. So, uh, uh, Chef, when this opens up, make sure you let us know, and we'll, we'll help get the word out, okay? Definitely, man. I'll make sure you guys know. All right, excellent. Well, congratulations. That's uh, that's great news, and we're really, really happy for you. And and, and for Casey here, you're representing Delco, so yes. he's pretty happy. Yeah. 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 Turn up for Delco. All right, yeah. All right. Yeah. Chef Steak, yeah. thanks, man. Let's hear it for you. Kevin Cooper, good luck with everything. Wow, that's huge, dude. And and that's yeah. what I was curious about. Like, you're getting your own restaurant handed to you. Yeah. And at least for four years, and I'm sure there's costs he's going to have to cover after that. Yeah. But that... To, to get a franchised restaurant mm-hmm. is that is a huge financial commitment. So that huge. initial outlay, and also uh, 
Guy Fieri is very participatory when it comes to helping restaurateurs and and staffing issues and so on and so. He's, you know, he did a lot during COVID. He did a tremendous amount yeah. during COVID. I wish I could have. I would have loved to have been a part of a a, a, a restaurant franchise, but. I understand you actually have to work. Yeah, that. yeah. it's a and tremendous so... amount, and also Preston, it's lightning in a bottle because yeah, the the odds are so against restaurants succeeding. Right. Um, that's why. That's why. Hopefully, you have the franchise edge, something that's already right, worked. Right. But even those, sometimes yeah. they they come and go. Yeah. They they disappear. You know what it is? Location, location, yes, it location. Is. No, it really True. is. But um, also to think that you're not out of pocket in the beginning. So the. The bottom line is a lot different than anybody who is just, you know, who has to invest that money, like, right off the bat where it's, you know, like... You avoid that cost, yeah. You, you avoid that running. Yeah. There's a new ad campaign for Domino's where they are featuring people who are now franchisees, who are now owners. And the, the campaign is, get a job at Domino's at 16 or 17. You could be an owner by, by 26 or 27. And the woman that they featured in the ad I saw last night um, is still in the shop making pizzas and, you know, doing doing the whole nine. But I remember, because, uh, you know, Preston, you and I share our McDonald's history together. And Steve is yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. But people that work in those restaurants, when they graduate and, and work their way up the chain, they can become owners. They can, yeah. they, they can uh, you know, own the franchise. Eventually. I mean, I started, my original dream, as I told you earlier, was to be a Carol Channing right. impersonator. Yeah. Right. And here I am. Look at you yeah. now. <laughs> and it's it come a long way, a baby. A different turn. If you'd made that left turn, it could have been done. I know. You know? I could be on right. stage now in sequence. Well, <laughs> we're happy for uh, Chef Steak. That's cool. And, and I want to try some of that food when, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, when it's done. All right, our next guest is ready to go. Love him. He's been on our program many, many, many times. We always have a great conversation. He's been in this studio a lot of times. Uh, but we got him on the phone line, and he's uh, obviously talking about his uh, 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 amazing Colossal podcast, which he has some some of the type of guests that Steve and I oh, just love to hear about. It's just great. It's a great yeah. podcast. Uh, please welcome the one and only Gilbert Godfrey. To this morning. morning, Gilbert. Thank you. Can try to control the crowd a little. <laughs> Rub, we don't want to embarrass you with all this applause or anything yes. like that. But no. Uh, yeah. Listen, Gilbert. How long now for this uh, for the amazing Colossal Podcast? Because it's been going for a while. Uh, yeah. I. It's been. God knows. It's over four hundred guests already. It's uh, what? It's scary to think about. Did. You had your 400th, I believe it's your 400th episode at the end of January. And and it's one that I, and we've been singing the praises of this uh, podcast for a while. I really love it because um, somehow, uh, Gilbert, you, you are fascinated by the same kind of people we are. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't need the major star. Want the second, third, fourth tier star because they always have the best stories. Uh, yeah, I... Uh... We, I, one time, because I, I, I'm one of those horror freaks. Yes. Like those little kid horror freaks <laughs> that I grew up on, all those uh, monster movies. And we had on uh, Janet Ann Gallo, who was the little girl in Ghost of Frankenstein with Lon Chaney and Bela Lugosi. Yes. Yes. And she said she used to play hide and go seek with Chaney and Lugosi. Which wow. to it, me was what I wanted my childhood to be. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. You know, I mean, and people who are into this, there are a lot of people uh, who are. Yeah. Do we lose you? you still, okay. And yeah. we went back, we went back even further. There was a guy from, you know, Ghost of Frankenstein was in the 40s. Yeah. In the, in the third, mid 30s, was son of Frankenstein. 
Uh, and there was a little kid there named Donnie Donegan, and he's still alive, and he was a great guest. To be on those sets, to be with uh, those, the, the original Universal m- monster movies, and a lot of people, like, for example, the, in The Wolfman, Maria Uspenkaya, who plays the uh, the, the gypsy, uh, uh, you know, all, all of that, they created a lot of legend and lore that didn't exist. They just created it for, for the movies, and it's now... It, it's it's stuff that people take as as canon because well they didn't make it up but yeah it originated with those original Universal horror movies. Yeah, everyone takes for granted that all everything you see in those movies that's from old folklore, <laughs> and it's no, it's like a bunch of Jews at that typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, even the the, the 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 saying, even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night will become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms and the moon is full and bright. I always thought, well, that has to be some sort of Romanian thing that goes back hundreds of years. No, it, they, they they just wrote it for the movie. <laughs> it's it's uh, he. You know, the original one, in the original Wolfman, it was even a man who's pure at heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf fame blooms and the autumn moon is bright. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but then they figured, you know, we want to, him turning into the Wolfman all the time. Right. <laughs> so they, they changed it from autumn. To when the moon is full and bright. Yeah, because you, you're going to have you're going to have issues. No, it, it's it's wonderful, and your whole the whole podcast is is like this. And and you had a great one of my favorites was with John Aston, um, who is you know uh, Gomez from the Adams family. Yeah. It was just it was just tremendous. Let me ask you, do they do many times? Do they come because they're a fan of yours, or, or do you do you have the like a, 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 a team of detectives who hunts these people down? Or how how do you accrue these guests that yeah. you get? Some, sometimes they're fans of mine. Other times we're searching them out because uh, you don't. I, the first question that always pops up is, well, are they still alive? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I originally wanted to call the show the Before It's Too Late show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, it's, and that's exactly it. But, I mean, well, speaking, listen, we lost a lot of people this year. We lost, and you guys did a, did a tribute, Charles Grodin, Art Matrano, Jackie Mason. Steve, there's a great picture of of uh, Gilbert with Bob Saget and Louis Anderson together. They're I taking know. a photo, and, man, that's that's a really tough one, too. I mean, it, it's, it's such a sweet picture of the three of you, but that's got to be a little heartbreaking to see that photo, Gilbert. Oh yeah, that that's a difficult picture to look at now. Oh. I mean, yeah, I'm just there smiling, joking around with Bob Saget, and Louis yeah. Anderson. And, and, were you? Were you? And, for, and, go ahead. Oh, and then there's another photo I have that's uh, me and uh, Bob Saget and Norm Macdonald. Oh. <sighs> yeah, it, you know, it's it, been it, tough. It's a reality of life, but but you know, like especially Bob Saget, who was a, a, a friend of the show, and I know you guys go way back. Um, that for some reason, because he was just such a, again, you hear the word come up, and you don't want to overuse it, but nice guy. That one just just caught us from out of left field. And you, I think I read a quote of yours saying it, it seemed like someone was just playing a, like a bad joke that you couldn't you couldn't even process it. Yes, yes. It was like I got a call from uh, from uh, Jeff Ross, and he said, "Oh, sad news. 
uh, Bob Saget died. And I thought, oh, okay, you know, I'm waiting for the punchline. Right, yeah. And, and he said it, and I said, okay. And I'm still, you know, I, I, I felt like I was waiting for it for days afterwards. Right, right, yeah. And, but it's, it's just part of the deal. It's sad to see these people pass. Again, though, he went out, in, in Bob's case at least, from what we understand, he just had a great show. He was... High on life, he was rediscovering his joy of stand-up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't, you know, it, it's it's selfish to say you want to keep someone around, but but I mean, he he went out in 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 a good way. I I, I want to ask you, you know, of all the people, and you interviewed someone that uh, that I we were just talking about Max Bear Jr. because Jethro on the Beverly Hillbillies, I contend his performance as Jethro, one of the great comedy <laughs> turns of all time. Do you agree? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Yes, and and the fact he was he I think he built or was planning on building his own casino. Yes, in Reno, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Like now? Uh, not that long ago, a few a few years ago, and I I don't think it came together. Yeah. What well, What was your takeaway from from Max Barry Jr. Because a lot of people may not remember, but also his dad was very famous. Anything come to uh, mind? Yeah, that that was another thing we discussed on this show. Is like there was that. Uh, movie Cinderella Man, mm-hmm. uh, where the fighter is going to fight Max Bear, and they make Max Bear look like total scumbag. Yeah, uh, and and they we found out, you know, even talking to the actor who played Max Bear in that, uh, that he really wasn't. He was a uh, uh, he he did once kill a man in the ring. And uh, they make it make it look like, oh, I killed him. I'm going to kill you now. Right. And they said, no, like Max Bear always felt horrible about that for his life. Yeah, it was a de- definitely a different depiction. It's a solid movie, but I was always wondering if the, how true that was. Yeah. Yeah, they, they always, well, in movies, you need the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert, who who have you got your sights set on for uh, upcoming guests or, or maybe... Um, you know, the the one that you'd love to have. Uh, well, there's a bunch of those like that. I always feel like if I say it, I'm going to jinx it. <laughs> I got <gotcha. laughs> Yeah, no, they're, they're, I mean. Oh, I should say, too, uh, also, I'm on Cameo. Yep. Ah, yes. How, how is that working? We, yeah. I saw a listing of the top requested uh, people on Cameo. You're in the upper tier. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on Cameo. You go to Cameo.com slash Gilbert Gottfried. Well, now it's uh, Valentine's Day. And uh, sometimes I'll get, like, weird ones. Sometimes um, I have gotten more than one announcing someone's sex change operation. Really? Wow. They they asked me to announce that. and I'm, I'm always... Holding uh, tightly onto my testicles as I <laughs> you can just you can just feel the pain. Yes. So <laughs> is is a, a good portion of your day now taken up by filming these cameo videos? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. So and, uh, yes, and it's cameo dot com slash Gilbert Godfrey. Well, what what is the event you most? Because you know you, uh, you mentioned that, but what are you most requested for? Is it birthday wishes? Uh, there, there's there's loads. There's birthday wishes, promotions, graduations, uh, sex change, uh, uh, 
Birthdays, yeah, yeah. or a, ch- a kid being born. Or, I had you and, do one uh, here b- before Cameo existed. I had you do one here in the studio for me. It was someone who I knew who was who had cheated on his wife, and, and I had you tell him to stop cheating <laughs> on his wife. I filmed you saying it on my phone and sent it to him. I was ahead of the curve. It was brilliant, man. <laughs> And, and one time, I I did one that they wrote out for me. I didn't even uh, know what they were. I just wrote it as written. I, I, I said it as written. And then on the Internet, they, they deciphered my message and going along with dates and everything and ways I worded it. And they they realized that I was planning on blowing up the Golden Gate Bridge. And it was so much detail that was what I, I, I started to believe, gee, I guess I'm I guess I'm gonna have to do it now. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, we want to make sure that people are aware that uh, that Gilbert not only has this great podcast, amazing colossal podcast, but yes, Cameo as well. But get him in now. Get him in. Get your orders in now because he's a busy man. Absolutely. Yeah. Gilbert, it is yeah, always good. again, Cameo.com slash Gilbert Excellent. It's always good to talk to you, Gilbert. Hope to see you someday soon, okay? Oh, thank you. All right. We'll see you soon. Gilbert Godfrey, yeah! guys. He's great. He's great. You know, again, the the the, the list of guests he gets on yeah. the show, and for me, the thing is, is that normally, like a lot of people, wouldn't focus in on something that's really obscure, and it, it's not back just from the Universal horror movies. It's just you know, contempt. The guy Eddie Deason, who was the geeky guy in in uh, Greece, and yeah, uh, and, yeah. yeah uh, totally Eddie Deason. I should well, say they they have a they have a perspective. Uh, of things different than the big super superstars that were on those sets. Yeah, they're seeing it from a different exactly, yep, and yep. and that's where you. That's why we've always been, you know, like Martin Cole for Christ's sake. He, he was he was a secondary character. Yeah, yeah. but look at this. Look at you know what yeah. you get. Yeah. So uh, Gilbert's stuff is is great, and he knows he knows all the uh, the details of, of those events and those movies and stuff. So he, he does compelling uh, interviews as well. All right, let's uh, let's take a break because we've got some compelling stories in the bizarre file to get to when we return. So we will do that in just a moment. Stay with us, my friend. Get ready to rock the roof off of Wells Fargo Center next Sunday with Tool. It's an MMR concert event. It is sold out, but this weekend is your chance to be the sharpest tool in the shed when you grab free tickets from MMR. Every one of MMR's weekend warriors has tool music to play, and everyone has free tickets to hand out when they do. And between all those songs and all those free tickets, you can click concerts at WMMR.com to vote for your favorite tool album. The top choice gets tracked front to back as part of MMR's pre-concert warm-up. It's Tool, all weekend on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All righty. Now we can try to get a winner and give away something. It's National Pizza Day, so we're playing clips from movies that have the word pizza in them, and this is the one we want you to identify. Come on, guys. Let's go for a slice of pizza. I would not have gotten this one. I'm going to go to uh, Mario, see if he can get it. Mario, good morning. 
Big Brown Guatemala nipples. Get sucked on by all sorts of pimples. Thank you. you. Know it. All right, Mario, what movie is that from? Mr. Nagarelli. It's Grease, baby. Grease. Oh. my man, and we are going to give you a case of Stella Artois. Savor the moments in the life Artois, and don't forget that you can enjoy Stella Artois at Tony's Place in Ivy Land. All right, now we at Bizarre Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by King Shooters and King of Prussia. The indoor range is now open Sundays from noon to 6 p.m. And they are a full-service gun store, buy, sell, trade, all sorts of accessories. In addition to an indoor range with classes and training. This is a follow-up story. It's been a long time since I've mentioned this one. But a Los Angeles nun and former school principal who stole more than $800,000 to pay for a gambling habit. Habit. Uh, was sentenced Monday to a year in federal prison. Okay, so who had the addiction? Was it the nun or the principal? Uh, no, she is the former school principal. She's oh. the nun and former oh. school principal. Oh, okay, now I understand. So Mary Margaret Kruper, who is 80 years old, admitted to stealing the money from 2008 to 2018 while she was principal at St. James Catholic School in Torrance. Uh, she pleaded guilty last July to one count each of wire fraud and money laundering. Uh, the judge ordered her to pay back the school approximately $835,000 as restitution. Cooper said via teleconference, I have sinned, I've broken the law, and I have no excuses. So if it was a casino and they bring the nun in the back to, like, smash her hands, do they use a hammer or a ruler? Probably a ruler <laughs> just to have a little bit of, you know, symmetry, justice yeah. to her, her way. Uh, my actions, she said, were in violation of my vows, my yeah. commandments, the law, and above all, the sacred trust that so many placed in me. I was wrong, and I am profoundly sorry for the pain and suffering that I've caused so many people. Um, the prosecutor said that in a plea agreement uh, that the now-retired elementary school principal acknowledged that she embezzled donations, tuition, and money and fee money, uh, and in that agreement... Uh, Kruper acknowledged diverting money to pay for personal expenses that included credit card charges and large gambling expenses incurred at casinos. So what would you think if you walked up to the crafts table and, and the nun, nun is there? Do you, yeah. do you play there or do oh, you move on? Absolutely. Right? Yes, I'm all in. Right, right, yeah. I'm, I'm betting hard ways on the prop bets. What's Hell yeah. good, sister? Yep. Uh, new jobs can be confusing, but this is pretty insane. A woman from Oregon believed... That she was training to be a drug enforcement administration agent and suddenly realized that she had been tricked for a year by a man pretending to be her supervisor. Oh, man. She thought she was being trained to be in the DEA. Robert Golden, who's 41, is accused by Portland officials of impersonating a DEA special agent using false credentials to gain information from residents and installing red and blue emergency lights on his car to navigate traffic. All right, we'll do your next class after you mow my lawn. He also <laughs> had a tactical vest affixed with DEA police patches, two body armor plate carriers, handcuffs, badges, and an AR-15-style rifle that turned out to be a BB gun. Oh, man. Authorities arrested the pair on February 1st after a police sergeant noticed one of the vests in the open truck of Golden's car and approached them. The two showed police fake badges before Golden admitted that they were fake 
and then claimed that he and the woman were cosplaying. Uh-huh. Police say the trainee, who wasn't charged, told authorities that Golden had given her a DEA badge and photo ID and said that she had been in training for a year while attending school for criminal justice. That just sucks. If Golden is uh, found guilty, he faces up to three years in prison and a fine of up to $250,000. Any possibility they can bend the rules and just make her a DEA Just agent go ahead. And, yeah. Bring her on in. Come Why on. Not? Or at least move her credits over. Yeah. A car crash and uh, flip. Uh, a car crashed and flipped outside of a Wendy's. And the weird thing about this: both the driver and the passenger involved claimed that they were kidnapped by the other one. Wait, what? <laughs> no, he's the kidnapper. No, he is. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Officers were called, so somebody kidnapped yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, we're both kidnappers. We're called to the Wendy's around 2.30 p.m. on Monday. Police say that the car is not registered to either person, but they don't believe that the vehicle was stolen at this time. Police say the car's passenger ran out with two guns in his hands and tossed them into the bushes. (laughs) Because both involved gave conflicting statements, detectives are still investigating what happened. That's crazy. I, I am dying to see how that ends up. Two people are facing criminal charges after police found them having sexual intercourse in a parking garage. So police... In, in a parking garage? Yeah, it says in a, in a parking ramp. Now, okay. I, don't, I don't know what it well, means That's a better that. place. Uh, but police and fire departments were called to the Market Square ramp uh, Sunday after uh, Jonelle Hill pulled the fire alarm in the third floor stairwell. Now, they arrived to find no fire. However, Hill was having intercourse with Joshua White Dog in the stairwell one level up. Oh, yeah. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. Hill told police that they were, quote, putting out the fire when police asked what they were doing. (laughs) Yeah. She also admitted to pulling the fire alarm, (laughs) saying she needed help. However, Hill refused to say what she needed help with. Is semen a flame retardant? Uh, White Dog refused to leave the ramp and began screaming and yelling. The two were both charged with lewd and lascivious behavior. Hill was also charged with felony bail jumping and intentionally giving a false alarm. And White Dog was also charged with bail jumping. So come to think of it, I paid about 40 bucks the last time I went into the city at a parking garage. So I had a sexual act performed on me. There you go. There you go. That makes sense, right? You got screwed. Yeah. All right. And then, finally, we'll do one more story, and we will end with this one. It's difficult enough to lose a loved one, but imagine finding out they're not the one in their casket the day of the funeral. Well, that happened. The grandchildren of the late Cher Lee of Fresno, California, are now suing the funeral home. Lee died uh, September 23rd of last year, and her family says that the funeral home had actually dressed Lee in the Kang family members' ceremonial funeral clothes, and was now in the open casket in place of the departed King family member. Oh, man. Lee's family filed a lawsuit on February 2nd. Uh, Friday, uh, the Fresno Funeral Chapel admitted to making the mistake, took responsibility, and even added, quote, we should have double-checked. I pray it doesn't happen again, but that well, would look, be weird. There's a whole bunch of bodies in that room. Go in and see if you can find them. Right, right. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, Kathy, let's do this. Let's give this away. Secret text word. Who are we getting here? Ooh, we're going to go with 11. All right, caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word in order to win. We'll get a random text or two. That might be you as well. We'll find out when we return. Lesson question, trash, music news. Those things are coming up, too. Stay put. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok.
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 933. It's a great day. WMMR is a wonderful day. I mean, look, 50 degrees, sunshine. Don't have a meeting today. It's. <laughs> Phil just complimented my peacock feathers. Yes, he did. He yes. did. Uh, Kathy, is that what they are? They are yeah. feathers. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't tell from where I was. With I thought about it a plant. Kathy yeah. added some uh, <clears throat> some little accoutrement to the uh, the Decor. aesthetic of the uh, of the, I, the studio. I think I'm going to do the whole studio. Oh, you are? Are you? Well, I, I would. I'd be okay with that. You got good I'd taste. I'd make it. I'd make it something you guys would like. I wouldn't go girly. Put something masculine for us. Like, I would. Uh, like a throwing axe. <laughs> Not that, but... I'd be, I'd be down with that. Yeah, that could yeah. be all right. Okay. <laughs> hey, we were looking for secret text word uh, winner. Uh, caller number 11 is the one that Kathy called out, and that is Robert. So let's go to him. Hey, Robert, good morning. Hey, guys, love you. These guys work. Oh, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Work. All right, Robert, what is the secret text word today? Wizard. Yes. Wizard. You got it right. That means we have tickets for you to go and see The Who Friday, May 20th at the Wells Fargo Center, my man. Ooh, that's great, man. All right, hang on the line. We'll get all the info that we need. And don't forget that the tickets go on sale this Friday. Um, it is a hits tour, so they're going to be playing mainly just the hits best. The stuff you know. Thank you, Gandalf. And uh, they'll have an orchestra, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, we're not the only ones who are giving away tickets. Pierre is going to have your chance to win, so make sure you listen later on today, all week long, in fact. And then there's a pre-sale on Thursday with another chance to win for MMR VIPs. And we have another winner, by the way. Our random texter is Tom Epley. Hey! And I don't know where Tom is from, but we'll get that information. He's in the 609 area code, so we know he's from Jersey. You probably know him. Tom, congratulations. We are going to set you up, buddy. So uh, happy for you. Uh, We have more winning to do, and the lesson question is what we're going to go with now. And we are going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR, Rock Steel Panther, Saturday, April 30th at the Sound Waves at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. The question this morning is, what's Dumbledore's brother's name? Not really. Like, not from the movies or no. the book. According to <laughs> our program, what is Dumbledore's <laughs> brother's name? <laughs> 215-263 WMMR. Call right now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Big games, big parties. It isn't just football. It's an experience. So don't settle for an average catering tray. Make it Primo. Order in advance and online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a Primo. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Anna Duggar has broken our silence concerning husband Josh Duggar, who was recently convicted of two counts of possessing child pornography. Anna posted on Instagram saying there is more to the story about her husband, adding that he also has sex with animals. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Dear God. Dude. 
Arnold's son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, this is Arnold's son, Patrick, has sold his West Hollywood home for $5 million. Patrick says the place sold very quickly because he hired his stepbrother's mom to give it a good cleaning. Oh, oh my And finally, God. Jersey Shore's Angelina Pavarnik and Chris Laringeria have officially split after two years of marriage. Angelina and Chris say it was illness that drove them apart, noting that they had become sick of each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, looking for the answer to... What Dumbledore's brother's name is not really. We'll go to Robert. Hey, Robert. Hey, Presto. Oh, buddy. All right, Robert, do me a favor. Dumbledore's brother's name, please. Biff. Now, Biff. You got it, Robert. Hang on a second. You got yourself some tickets to see this band, and you will love the show. MMR Rocks, Steel Panther. Saturday, April 30th at Sound Waves at Hard Rock Hotel in Casino Atlantic City. And tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. You can click concerts at WMMR.com for complete details. All right. We're going to do another pizza clip, National Pizza Day. Nice. And I need you to identify this movie that this pizza clip is from. Here we go. Pizza the Hut. Uh, All right, two one five two six three WMMR. A gimme, right? Yeah. One more time. Pizza the hut. All right, if you know the answer, call now. We got a prize on this end. While we do music news, we'll wait for your call. Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. All right, brought to you this morning by uh, Oh Penda Street District. And distributors, not distributioners. Are uh, you a distrib- distributioner? You can join Casey at Colmar Beverage. I am. Formerly known as Beer Stop Beverage on Route 309 this Friday from 1 to 3. And that's for the Zero Carb Bud Light Next launch. And you could win a four-pack of Flyers tickets while you're there. Uh, visit WMMR.com for details. That's this Friday from 1 to 3. All right, Metallica's Kirk Hammett will release his solo debut project, it is called Portals, and it will come out on April 23rd. Portals. The, the EP features four instrumental songs, which will be available across digital form, platforms on CD and as a record store day exclusive Ocean Blue vinyl EP, which includes a download card. Uh, Portals will be recorded in multiple locales, or was recorded in multiple locales, ranging from Los Angeles to Paris to Oahu. Uh, Hammett said this music was created with what I describe as an audio-cinematic approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're soundtracks to the movies in your mind. Wow. Yeah, deep. <laughs> uh, Rivers Cuomo uh, tweeted yesterday that uh, Weezer's next four albums will all be released on the first day of each season. The singer wrote that the band's ZSNS records will debut with Spring on March 20th. Is it Seasons? Uh, I guess that's what it might be, yeah. yeah. Seasons. S-Z-N-S. And it will continue with summer on June 20th, fall on September 22nd, and winter on December 21st. He added that the dates are not confirmed with any record company or manager, but he put that out there. Just shooting off of the mouth. And then one more thing. Uh, although their upcoming album, Unlimited Love, isn't even out yet, Red Hot Chili Peppers are eyeing getting even more new music out to fans as soon as possible. While promoting the new album set to drop on April 1st, Anthony Kiedis told NME, uh, we're going to put out music by the handful, literally. Don't be surprised if another wheelbarrow of songs comes your way in the near future. We have a ton of stuff to turn people on to. 
Keaton's revealed that during the sessions for the Unlimited Love album, the band recorded almost 50 pieces of music with producer Rick Rubin. That's a lot. Returning guitarist Sean Frusciante added, we definitely have enough material that we love. It has a relaxed energy that's distinct from the intensity of the record that we've made here. What? And Anthony said that he wants the new Chili Peppers music to break new boundaries. He said, I really don't want to tell the same old story that we've been hearing for the last 50 years in rock music. I liked reaching out in 10,000 directions and seeing what was out there. We weren't limiting ourselves, but trying to tap into something that is honest and emotional. And hopefully we've said something that hasn't been said before. What the hell are you talking about? Or at least said it in a way that hasn't. So, But they have a lot of material. Uh, so they're going to go for it and release something again soon. All right, so we're looking for an answer for the pizza uh, clip, and it is this. <laughs> pizza the Hut! All right, let's see what movie that's from. I got Eric. Hey, Eric, good morning. Hey, how's it going? Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Eric. All right, easy one for you. What, what movie is that from? It is from Mel Brooks' favorite, Spaceball. Spaceball. Yeah. We give it a beer? Yeah, last case. Last case of Stella Artois, and that is for you. Savor the moments in the life Artois. Enjoy Stella Artois at uh, Tony's place in Ivy Lane. It's hard to say Artois. Five-minute break. Artois, it is. Yeah, it is. It comes out Artois. 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 All right, let's take a break. Let's come back in a second, and we will wrap this program up, my friends. Stay put. We'll be back shortly. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Savings are in bloom at Acme. Get four times reward points with your Acme For You app. Look for the specially marked tags on participating items throughout the store and redeem your Acme rewards for free grocery items. Or save up to a dollar per gallon on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Look for your savings in bloom bonus reward points only at Acme. Now and now through April 28th. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com for more details. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Getting ready to wrap up today's program. Had a really good time today. We've enjoyed some uh, nice conversation, nice weather, giving away a lot of stuff. And I would like to thank Mr. Gilbert Gottfried for being on our show yeah. this morning. And In regular Gilbert voice. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah, you're right. He didn't go into the big uh, delivery. Yeah. Uh, but he's got his amazing Colossal podcast. And also, uh, he's doing cameo videos. And also, thank you to Chef Skeet. Who yeah. Steak. Skeek. Yes. Steak. Which is, is steak. Steak. Short for stink. And we didn't even ask him about that. No, we should have. Yeah. And I, and I should have. But he uh, won uh, this really cool competition with Guy Fieri where he gets his own restaurant. Uh, he, he didn't tip his hand to where it's going to be. He's holding on or when it's going to be opening. But he's hoping, he's hoping. I think, midsummer. he said. That's what he said. Um, and I'm really looking forward to trying some yeah. of his food. It looks really good. It's called Chicken Guy. Yeah, Chicken Guy. You're the Chicken Guy, right? Yeah. And so uh, it was really cool. It was a surprise appearance from him. So uh, we're very, very happy for him. Glad he's local and uh, can't wait to try it out. So it was nice to have him on. So we need to do a letter of the day. I got you. Is it going to be you? Okay, it's going to be you. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. 
the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. Let's go with A as an ace of spades. I like it. A is the letter, and we got two more to go to give away a two-night stay at Live Hotel plus a $300 dining credit to use at any live casino and hotel Philadelphia restaurant, including the Prime Rib, Cool Sports and Social, or Luck Fu. And uh, Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia is voted best overall gaming resort in Pennsylvania. Must be 21 and older. Gambling problem? Well, you should call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we will give that away on Friday, which will be here before you know it. Yes. Tomorrow begins Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We're at end of the show tomorrow <laughs> begins Friday. So you know what? We're not, not to give away any more prizes. But I have a couple more pizza clips left. Let's oh, yeah. do it. You guys want to play for fun? Yes. And just see. Now, Casey and I are out because we're over here looking at them. But let's see if you guys know which uh, pizza, uh, what movie this pizza's from. Streets closed, pizza boy. Find another way home. I wouldn't have gotten that no. one. I, I know the actor. No way. Who's the actor? Corey Feldman. No. No. Oh, that, I don't know the actor. Streets closed, pizza boy. You know what? Find another way home. I'll give you a hint. This this is a really good family movie. <laughs> It's all, it's all about family, this yeah. movie. Oh, oh uh, are you Fast and Furious? Yes. It's from the first one, I guess. Yeah. I guess it's the racing and the, maybe the pizza Jeez, guy. Jeez, boy. Yeah. All right, uh, Casey, uh, cue up another well, one. Yep. All right, here's another one. He started it. He ate my pizza on purpose. Oh, uh, Home Alone. Yay, Kathy. Well done. Kathy right. got Good. one. Good. All right, another one. Here we go. Attention, whoever you are, this channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Don't f- Lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? Oh, uh, Die Hard. Yep. Yay. Well done. Well done. All right, this couple. is going to be a tough one. All right. I mean, hey, I like a big fat piece of pizza, but come on. That Ooh. sounds oh. like George Clooney. Nope. Yep. I thought oh, it was Stallone. It's Stallone. Is it Stallone? Yeah. Uh, Play it again. I mean, hey, I like a big fat piece of pizza, but come on. Oh, is it, uh, wait, is it, okay, give me a second. I'll bet yeah. you got it. Give me a second. Is Wesley Snipes in this film? He is. Is it... Uh, God, I'm having a brain fart. Um, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Yeah. You had it, Steve. Yep, definitely. All right, and then last one. Oh, we got three more. Oh, three more. Here we go. Uh, you said you guys could order a pizza, huh? That's a hard one. Yeah. One more time. Wait, I know that. That's a really hard one. Accident. You said you guys could order a pizza, huh? <sighs> no, I know it. Schindler's uh, List? No, not Schindler's List. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? No, it is not. Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. It's a heartwarming film. Uh, Steven Spielberg. E.T.? It's E.T. Okay. Here we go. Another one. It's National Pizza Day, so here we go. Mexican pizza. Dinner thing. Chicago. Ooh, I don't know that one. Uh, The Untouchables? No. No. Comedy, 80s. The Funny Untouchables? (laughs) Play it again, please. (laughs) Mexican pizza. Dinner thing. Chicago. Oh, now I hear it. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm looking at the answers here. Uh, three guys open up their own business and they use a special piece of equipment uh, that is essentially an unlicensed nuclear reactor they wear on the Ghostbusters? Their back. Yes. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. All right. Last one. Last one. Here we go. Ogolo's Pizza. We are pizza. You are pizza. Yeah, we are pizza. I got to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that one. I'm nope. in trouble with this one. Talladega Nights. Ah. Final one. So National Pizza Day. So enjoy. Thank you, Marissa. Thank for you. Did a great job. Clips. I do appreciate that. I would like to thank our sponsors, Preston C. Show, brought to you today by Duncan. 
the official, oh, I'm sorry, official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, uh, Acme. Download the Acme app to see your all-new deals, rewards, perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. And King Shooters and King of Prussia range open Sundays, noon to 6 p.m. By the way, uh, Pierre, I think, is going to have some tickets to see The Who. Great. Make sure you stay tuned for your chance you to win those. need to see them. Tomorrow on our program, Tammy Pescatel. Hey! She will be joining us. And Danny Briere, who just got this really cool promotion... In the Flyers front office, right. and he's going to be very integral in uh, important moves made with that team. So That's great. We'll talk to Danny, and we'll get into some other stuff. So enjoy your day. That is it. We are done. Rage on, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye bye. Preston and Steve, ninety three three WMMR. Bing there. Do do be do. Do da da do dip